0: All right, who's ready to crank it up for hell freedom and healing liberty? Well, you are, the one person that's here. Wait, two, three. Oh, look at all the people showing up. Thank you so much. You're so kind. It's great to be back in studio. Uh great stuff happened over the weekend if you missed the Robert Scabbell show. But uh yeah, yeah, Dell Bigtree was on the show. You missed it? Oh, why Sunday shows are good too? Well, here we are on Monday, the 10th of October, 101022. 10, and we are gonna crank it up, man. Uh interesting story Superdon's got us opening up with, but I can't remember it because I've too much fluoride on the brain. Oh, wait, that's a hint as to what the story will be. Uh Emily uh Penton, first time on the Roberts Scott Bell Show joining us uh thanks to our buddy Laban Ditchburn. And we're gonna be talking about uh, what she used, what kind of diet did she use to overcome some very serious ailments? Ooh, I know this is gonna be challenging. Every time we talk about diet, people get mad. <laughs> we're gonna have fun with that. Also, an hour two, Elizabeth Hart is scheduled to join us from Australia. Uh, and of course the, the V word, you can't say the carrot stick that injects stuff into you. We got that. Cause that's like the, uh, the secret way you can say it. <laughs> it's political. It is. And people are t- taking too many of them. We got that going on. And what about that Florida surgeon general? He actually acknowledged cardiac events related in young people and they're after him. We like the guy. So that's it for now. Tell your friends, join us at com slash listen for the live chat room. And, uh, We'll crank it up, just as I said, right about now. The
1: Robert, Scott, the Bell Robert show. Scott Bell Show.
0: All right, let's crank it up for Health, Freedom, and Healing Liberty. Back in studio. Uh, the week begins officially, even though technically the first day of the week is Sunday. Uh, and Adele Bigtree was on it. Laban Ditchbird was on it. It was an amazing show if you missed it. But today... We have another amazing show, just a little bit less masculine. Not because Super Don is here. No, uh, come on. The deep sounds of Super Don, you know, that uh, bellowing deep voice. Of course not. It's because uh, we have uh, Emily uh, Penton and Elizabeth Hart scheduled. The I was right the in the
1: middle numbers. of doing something there, so I couldn't react fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was testing you. Nice I know, one. Cause nice on one. The, I like that.
0: Mm. On the other hand, Kevin has been like rattling your cage going, where's my video? like we did a little video promoting uh his new Spirit PR group yeah, yeah. and I, I saw that so I took advantage of the opportunity to think you might not make that uh, connection that I just made about
1: the uh, raw masculinity
0: raw anyway uh hey I was out in the garden yesterday actually I had to mow the lawn I had to, to do some weeding out there getting the fall stuff going on and there's this one plant I should have taken pictures of it where it, it had already dried up and it has these really nasty spiky things like Like Velcro on on steroids, with pointy things that will grab you and whatever. So I Hmm. I I grabbed them at the bottom to to pull them up, and you know I I put them where I wanted to get them out of the way. And then I'm like, my arms are going. What's going on here? I'm like this prickly feeling. I'm like, what is that? (laughs) But 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 I don't know if it's like the the sneaky thing in in nature that goes, haha, we're gonna we're gonna distract you with these large spikes. And when you grab our thing, we're going to dart you with little tiny, lean, look like little, little hairlets. micro needles. Yeah, like little yeah. blonde hairlets that were sticking. I'm like, ow. So as I was pulling those things out, getting through it all. But so
1: it give you like a rash or was it just itchy or what? No,
0: thankfully it, it didn't have any prolonged. Once I pulled it out, it, it, there was no rash or anything. Because, yeah, no. some of those things do insti- instigate some uh, histaminical Isn't responses. it interesting
1: how, how plants have yes. like a defense a defense mechanism sometimes right you're not right? pulling
0: me out right yeah yeah so but it thankfully it wasn't like a lingering issue i'm just like thinking about that i was like oh, that was interesting as far as nature's uh, how it well how again you said defends itself or utilizes those prickly things to reproduce itself to be dropped off elsewhere by animals or other things and then i'm
1: gonna guess you're one of those guys that doesn't wear gloves for stuff right because you want to be like get in there and be like real yeah. manly man who needs gloves well, right
0: no, no, no. If I'm going to grab a prickly thing, I am definitely – yeah, I'm definitely going to wear gloves. But okay. I was grabbing it down at the base where it didn't have any of the things that I knew of anyway. Yeah. But it just like – Well, that's up what you
1: got to do money. anyway if you want to get it out of the ground and get the roots and all that stuff. But,
0: yeah, and it was fairly easy to pull <clears> them up. But uh, good day. I, I harvested about five pounds of potatoes approximately yesterday. That was like part of the stuff I planted in the spring. We showed you pictures of that. I don't have pictures of the potatoes. I just put them in the – fridge to kind of, I, they say you're supposed to rest them in cool and dry environments uh, mm-hmm. for a while before you actually then cook them. But that's good. So stuff's happening. We uh, harvested uh, a bunch of red peppers, sweet red peppers, and we had so many of them that we're freeze drying them, <laughs> cutting them up into pieces and freeze drying them for later. We couldn't get through them all and there's still some more to ripen. Uh, and I know this isn't the topic officially of I just had to share that because it was on my mind having been back uh, from the last trip and finally getting back into the garden to do some things. So, uh, and there's more stuff growing. I still have one more little watermelon to grow. We, we planted some stuff in the uh, greenhouses that are already sprouting up for the fall, uh, crop, so to speak. So I'm just encouraging everybody if you haven't started growing please do so. Even in the fall, there are ways to grow things. There's fall planting season, although Superdon's going to get it ready for a freeze soon, probably up where you are. Mm-hmm.
1: And if you'd like to get more information about stuff like that, in today's newsletter that went out, there's mm-hmm. one uh, article in particular that talks about the benefits of, of having a fall garden versus a spring garden. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah, that's right. Some, one of your articles some, today. Yeah, some good information there along with a bunch of other good stuff. So we've got some recipes, got some homesteading tips and stuff. So. Yeah.
0: So text RSB, my initials, RSB, to the number 22828. 22828, you send RSB to 22828, and you'll get right away plugged in to the newsletter. They'll be updating all the time, good stuff that Superdon's putting out there. So one of the stories in the newsletter today we open with, and it's an interesting story. The headline reads, Town Employee Quietly Lowers Fluoride Levels in the Water for a Number of Years. And I'm thinking, who is this guy? I want to give him a hero badge. You know, just kind (laughs) of take it down, take it down, take it down. And it's a small community in Vermont. And apparently they just found out about this. And the sub headline says they were blindsided. (gasps) They were blindsided last month by news that one of their officials in the water department had been lowering those levels for years. And it started like four years ago. Now, first of all, you got to understand if you're not familiar with the toxicity of fluoride, it's a neurotoxin. It increases the uh, accumulation and absorption of heavy metals from all sources, fluoride. And the argument by the so-called dental uh, industry, which was lobbied into existence by a lot of money by uh, Alcoa and the aluminum interests many, many decades ago when they were – mining uh like uh, bauxite you know getting aluminum out and one of the byproducts the waste products that they didn't know what to do with which was toxic they knew it it's rat poison you can kill animals you can kill humans with this stuff they got well we can pay for hazardous materials disposal or hey i know what we'll do we'll we'll sell it to the dumb doctors and dumb dentists and tell them that it is awesome for dental health what yeah that's what they did and so the, dental administ- uh, the dental, American Dental Association, uh, various, the AMA, all endorsed a toxic poison to be added to the water in mass, which means mass fluoridation is mass poisoning. It's mass medication with, guess what? No informed consent. Do you know that it increases the uptake of heavy metals if it runs through metal pipes? Did you know that it's neurotoxic and it can lower IQ? Did you know all that? Do you know that it's also a baseline chemical used in things like Prozac? Paxil and Zoloft, fluoride, flu. I mean these these are the things they don't tell you. And you know, like, oh, thank gosh they they fluoridate my water, so my kids' teeth will be all right. And did you know that fluorosis is a medical term for fluoride exposure resulting in the modeling and discoloration and weakening of your teeth and bones? And you say, Robert, well, well, how do they get away with this? How, how did they, how do they convince? The dumb doctors, oh, that wasn't hard, just enough money to, to you know, send to their uh, trade associations to get them all on board. And they just basically are the easiest to program people on the planet, just about. And they were all told fluoride is the most awesome thing since, I don't know, what do you want to say? And they did it by showing a few preliminary early and quick studies about exposing the bacteria on your teeth that they say is related to or are causative in regards to dental decay and gum disease, and they exposed the bacteria to fluoride, and lo and behold, it killed them. So it's a toxic poison. Surprised? And then they said from there, yep, fluoride is excellent for bone integrity and bone health. Yeah, except that they don't tell you about the PPM levels. What's the safety for kids versus adults? Are you drinking and swallowing it versus the test where they used it superficially and locally only and didn't encourage anybody to swallow this toxic rat poison? I know, I know, but you got the people of Vermont. No, not all of them. I'm sure some of them are aware of this, but some residents that they said were blindsided. One particular mother they they quoted, Katie Mather. She lives in Richmond, Vermont, a town of about 4,000 in northwestern Vermont. And she said, "My gosh, this last week her dentist found her two kids first cavities." So it had to be this horrible, dastardly uh, worker in the government that reduced the fluoride levels of the water. Oh, wait, wait. Nope. She acknowledged that they do eat a lot of sugar. <laughs> but but <laughs> I know this, you can't make this up. It's like, oh, my gosh, outrage. Well, somebody should be outraged at her for letting her kids eat that much sugar. But no, no, no. It's about the reduction of a toxic poison in the water supply. Noted her dentist recommended against supplemental fluoride. Because the town's water should do the trick. Oh, my gosh. So it wasn't coming at the level she thought it should be in the water or her, or her doctor or dentist said. And now she's upset. How dare they? It was We were blindsided by this. We just relied on drinking the water, which, by the way, you moron, sorry. It was never about drinking the water that had fluoride. It was only about local application. And even then, there's a risk of mucosal absorption. There's no safe, in my opinion, level of fluoride. It's outrageous that it's in anywhere because you want to talk about informed consent, given informed consent. How many of you were given informed consent that your water is fluoridated and that it is a toxic neurotoxic poison that does all the things I said and more? And Super Don, good news. We checked Klamath Falls where you are. No fluoride. Correct. They don't add fluoride.
1: And apparently, from what I understand, the state of Oregon is one of the one of the states in the country that is very low. Uh, as far as Florida, and the wars like twenty-one percent. Yeah,
0: I'm surprised that Kate Brown, if she's still there, didn't mandate it for
1: everybody. She didn't get around to <laughs> she didn't
0: get around to that. Yeah. Didn't
1: get around to that one. Then. Yeah, let's see. What else did he say? Well, here's the money boarding? shot, and I've highlighted yeah. this on here. Okay, because th- this is what got me was she you know, this uh, Katie Mather mm-hmm. was uh, outraged. She says, you know, that her dentist was operating and making professional recommendations based on the state standards that we all assumed we're being met, mm-hmm. which we're not. And then she says, it's the fact that we didn't have the opportunity to give our informed consent Right. that gets me. So she's mm-hmm. going, man, you know, this guy lowered the fluoride in the water and he didn't bother to check with us and give us, you know, an, uh, an opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to make a decision as to whether we wanted fluoride or not. Yeah, like
0: you've given your kids informed consent about sugar and cavities, right, Ms. Madler? I- I'm just like, man... I try to be nice. I do, and I selective feel like
1: outrage. Isn't it great?
0: It is. It's like, what about the informed consent of the people that don't want fluoride, that don't know it's in their water? Are they being given an opportunity to say, "Hey, hey, hey, you don't poison my water supply"? Well, now, I'll tell reason. you.
1: Now, I've moved a few places. You have too. Yep. And I don't ever remember when I moved to a new city or something like I moved yep. in I, they never sent me a notice in the mail. Hey, by the way, yep. just want to let you know that there's fluoride in the water. Do you are you okay Very with that? Yes or no? Yeah.
0: They don't. They never asked that. No. Now, thank God I'm also in an area with no fluoride, but this is also a reason why I want you to get some filtration in your house that will pull it out. And Synergy Science has it. Whether you get a full-on hydrogen uh, system for point of use or whether you want a whole house uh, mac- mechanism that can pull the fluoride out, they have it, synergyscience.com. Remember the discount code rsb 15 when you go there. Uh, so that's good news there. Now, our first guest... It's her first time on this show or any show, and uh, she says, "Super Don, get this: that she's never done anything so professional as being on the Robert Scapell show."
1: And I thought, "Wow, we have uh, arrived! We have arrived!
0: Totally, we have <laughs> arrived!" I love. No, I love that. It, it, but it, we, how do we tend to look at ourselves? Well, we, we're not rank amateurs. I'll acknowledge that, Super D. I, I mean, We've been doing this for a little while, haven't a long we? Long time. But you know, the first words coming out of our mouth is not we're professionals.
1: You guys, be careful. Don't do this at home. I think we pride ourselves in not being professional.
0: I, I think that, yeah. I mean, the element of scripting, of course, every word we, out of our mouth, and my mouth particular, is scripted. It's read. I've got to a, a, a speed up the, uh, yeah. What is that thing called? Speed it up. I'm, the teleprompter? I'm a teleprompter. A little faster. Okay. You know I'm
1: sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, obviously,
0: <laughs> everything we do is, is per- planned out in advance. In fact, Super Don, it's amazing you have any hair all the times that I go off script which is pretty much always. So uh, hmm. anyway, well, what's your excuse? Were, what's my, I have no excuse. I can't even come up with an excuse for that. I can say I'm very pleased to have a, from inner clarity system and you'll see it. We've got links to her YouTube page. She hasn't been banned on YouTube. I don't know why we'll find out if we can get her banned on. No, we're not going to do it on purpose. <laughs> no, Emily, we're not. She might but be after
1: being on this. show.
0: that's the risk she has to take. I don't know if Laban told her that, but uh, here she is. <laughs> hey, Emily, welcome. Emily Penton to the Robert Scott Bell show.
2: Hello, so good to
0: see you. (laughs) So it's good to see you as well. And and you say at Carnivore Minds, I think we just found each other on Instagram and I'm thinking at Carnivore Minds, what is this? Is this one of those meat eating cults that everybody has to join? No one's allowed to eat a vegetable ever, right? Because people get so crazy about their diets that I want to establish, first of all, your perspective as we get into why you're doing what you are doing or have done in a way that I know you're going to do it.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm only doing this because I realized that my mind was chocked full of inflammation Mm. and the best way for me to remove that inflammation was to eat more meat. Um, and so that was Uh, my vegetarians
0: heads are spinning right now. Vegans are exploding around the world. And how does this come about? And Granted, we've talked about a lot of controversial things, including the V word, which is coming up in hour two. But more often, the vitriol that we get when we discuss various diets over the years we've done that is more intense than even if you talk about somebody's religion. It's amazing. Now, tell me about your backstory in terms of the kind of diet you were on, what you ate or what you thought was good for you. And when you found out you had inflammation, the relationship again, and and the journey you went to help get better. So people have context.
2: Yeah, for the first 40 years of my life, um, I, I'm from Southeast Missouri, and um, I just ate what everybody from Southeast Missouri eats pies, cookies, ice cream uh, right out of the carton, entire pizzas by myself, ramen noodles, um, you know, donuts for breakfast, uh, it, just everything sugar and processed foods. And um, I had no idea that it was literally killing me. Um, And at the age of 40, um, I had, uh, I'd already had for 10, 13 years, um, bipolar disorder, and it became debilitating. It turned into rapid cycling in the fall of 2018, and I was uh, 39 years old at that point. And it got to the point where um, I couldn't work, and I uh, practiced as a child therapist, And so that didn't really bode very well that I was the therapist and I was crazy. Um, And so I quit working for six months. And um, at one point um, I was living with my mother and my brother reached out to me and my brother is not a nice person um, and he did a nice thing. Um, He actually sent me this information uh, about the carnivore diet and he said, hey, this worked for these other people, specifically uh, Amber O'Hearn. It was her book. Um, and he said, and they resolve bipolar disorder. Maybe it'll work for you. And so I listened to the very first chapter of Amber O'Hearn's book. And I had a knowing inside of me. It was like nothing I had ever experienced before. It was, it was like you know, you, you read an article or you read it and you're like, huh, I might look into that or, huh, I might try that. It was a, this is what I have to do. And the bipolar disorder was kind of a blessing because whenever you're on an up cycle, you dig in and you jump in and it doesn't care how it doesn't matter how extreme it is. You just do it. And I just did it. And so February 24th of 2019, I went from the standard American diet to eating 50% of my plate was animal meat and 50% of my plate was animal fat. And that basically looks like a couple of ribeyes a day. And that's what I did. And um, Well,
0: aren't you really dead of a heart attack at this point, 10 years over? I mean, come on. That's what we were all told, right? Now, uh, I'm going to assess or assume because we haven't met before this event today on the show that when you're eating these, uh, let's say meat products or meat that they're coming from grass fed animals, not factory farm GMO corn fed animals. Is that
2: not the first year, the first year I was on food stamps. Um, and I was, I was homeless. I was living with my mom and then I moved into a camper. So I was living out of a camper on food stamps with my 14 year old son. And so for the first year I ate out of a grocery store, I ate from the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, It was a, a year in that I was able to get to a local farm, and now that's all I eat is local regenerative grass-fed, grass-finished beef.
0: All right. So as I as I look at you, I, I was going to think you were still in your 30s already, and you say you're over 40. Clearly, as a started I'm 40,
2: that. 43.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you do you your your body is a living testament. Tell me what other changes or shifts occurred. I mean, that's significant when you also talk about uh, bipolar issues and they often don't think in terms of food or food content. Unfortunately, they look at it as a drug deficiency uh, or any number of things that have really nothing to do with uh, the real way of un- undoing things that may impact us, not only physiologically, but impact our emotional and mental states.
2: Yeah, and I, I think people don't really understand. They say that whenever you're on psych meds, it makes you gain weight. Um, and I'm sure that there's stuff that that the psych meds do metabolically But what I have found is the psych meds cause you to have these crazy cravings for sugar and processed food. And like I would drink a bottle of wine at a time. I would, um, whenever I would make uh, chocolate chip cookies, I would make two batches so that I could eat the entire batch of the raw cookie dough of one batch. And then I could eat all of the cooked cookies of the other batch. Um, And so I was 260 pounds at five, eight. And, um, that's just, wow. yeah. Um, I'm now still five, eight. I'm now 130 pounds.
0: Holy to Well, this is quite a, quite a journey. Now, how did you connect initially with our buddy Laban Ditchburn the world's best courage coach uh, to make this connection?
2: Um, probably about 18 months ago, um, Laban, uh, reached out to me for me to be interviewed on his podcast Mm. and we just had one thing after another. First, it was my schedule that didn't work. And then it was his schedule that didn't work. And then we just kind of lost touch. He moved, um, and he just wasn't on my radar. I wasn't on his radar. Um, And then I read the book, The Ultimate Coach (laughs) by uh, Steve Hardison, and I went on Steve Hardison's Facebook group or Facebook page and saw that he was following Laban Ditchburn. And I was like, oh, Laban. I remember him. I I reached out to him and I was like, do you still want to interview me? And he was like, yes. He was like, oh, my gosh. We jumped on a phone call. It turned into a a two hour Zoom. Um, and we just talked forever um like we were old friends so uh, he's an amazing amazing man
0: he's all right no we love Le- we love Laban here we kid him because you know, he can handle it he's a good good great guy in fact, we had dressed a wonderful weekend at an event locally I had him on yesterday's broadcast if you missed the I saw. Sunday show, did you see it yeah and and uh I don't know if I came up with this. I don't think I did, but it just dawned on me that as we were talking about fear being contagious, courageous is contagious and it even rhymes. So it's way better. Being courageous is contagious. So what would you say, Emily, uh, were the steps that would align themselves or in your life of, of taking, you know, say a a courageous step or two or 10 to get where you are doing something completely differently than before?
2: Well, um, I think if, Bipolar was the only part of my story. Um, it would have been pretty simple. But um, uh, four, or three weeks into this, um, this new all-meat diet, I was hospitalized. And I, um, I couldn't swallow. My, my throat r- literally would not swallow. It's called acute dysphagia. And I couldn't even swallow water. And so they did the MRI on my head, on my brain. And they found out that I have multiple sclerosis. And soon thereafter, I couldn't walk without an assistive device, and I had delayed and slurred speech, and I had more significant brain fog than I ever had on the bipolar disorder with all the psych meds. And um,
0: By the way, we're talking about fluoride as related to a lot of the psych meds as well.
2: Very true. Very true. Uh Um, So a logical person would say, oh, I started this new diet, and now I can't swallow, and now I have MS. Must be the meat. Must be the meat. But there was that knowing inside of me that I knew that I knew that I knew. And as I learned about MS, it was inflammation. And so I was like, well, I'm on the right track. And so I kept eating it. And my last bipolar symptom was April of 2019. I started this February of 2019. My last bipolar episode was April of 2019. My last MS symptom was May of 2019.
0: So within a, a two to three months, four months maybe, significant, significant shift in what was manifesting that is considered by medicine, modern medicine, so to speak, as terminal degradation-type diseases that are un- Uh, curable, incurable, treatable. But of course the treatment will exacerbate the existing condition, maybe make it worse or make other things manifest that didn't exist beforehand. So you're, I I think one of the lessons I hear from this, and, and I love that, that inner guidance, that inner voice, that intuition, that gut that says, no, 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 keep going. No, no, keep, despite all of the obvious reasons you need to stop this, this is a problem. You had a direct link to something that encouraged you to keep going that surely manifested the way you had hoped but you know maybe without explanation necessarily other than you know what becomes more obvious to me about the standard american diet the way you grew up the way i grew up it's a it's a very inflammatory diet everything in it causes inflammation high sugar high carbohydrates of course the additives preservatives colorings flavors all of those things going more towards uh, animal proteins obviously the first year where you couldn't afford to do what was a higher quality of meat? You still had some some benefit, I'll acknowledge, but ultimately to switch over to a low, you know, finding local uh, support or supply that's cleaner, that's eaten the, what it's designed to do. Yet, my background as a homeopath in my initial phases was my concern with going on high high protein diets uh, was the stress it could put on certain organs, the digestive system itself, much less organs of elimination like the liver, high uric acid production, other things. So supporting the function of the liver of course if we were eating the kind of animal proteins we our ancestors ate they would include mineral rich organ meats too which has a high for instance content of copper copper being critical for phase one liver detox among other things so uh, has that also been part of your diet or have you supplemented in terms of the the desiccated organ meats for the mineral content that is there
2: Yeah. Um, I have tried, uh, liver a couple of times. Um, and I always have an adverse reaction to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I usually have a pretty significant headache for three to four days. Um, and the nausea is just, I just can't. And so I don't know if it's just that the food that I have is already so nutrient dense, Mm -hmm. but I have noticed that for my mental health, Um, It is uh, critical. And if you think about it, the deteriorated myelin, um, Mm -hmm. that it's the fat. Mm -hmm. I have to prioritize the animal fat. Um, And that has been everything to me for my, and I lost 120 pounds. Like, you know, I mean, people say that fat makes you fat, but I'm not, I'm not experiencing that.
0: It's so it so reminds me, Super Don, of the time I was on the Jerry Doyle show years ago, and you know he was always talking about weight loss and whatever. And I said, you know, if
1: you if you uh, you know you want
0: to, I don't remember how exactly what it was, but uh, I said basically, fat doesn't make you fat. And in fact, if you he, want
1: well, to- Jerry had a thing about obesity, talking about yep. the obesity problem in the country. Um, mm-hmm. Jerry Doyle was like a, one of the top ten talk show hosts in the country. And uh, he just he would always want to talk, if you and you remember he would bring you on to talk about obesity on a regular because that was a lot, just a yeah. thing that whatever mm-hmm. so he was he was just like so Robert you know if somebody's you know wants to lose weight what should they do yeah and yeah. he said all right you ready and he says okay and he says eat more fat mm-hmm. and his head exploded you know yeah. it was just kind of like,
0: one of those classic moments where the last thing you would expect anyone to say. Even me, who we knew had different views on things, and it was like a complete you know, mind-blowing scenario. And here you are, Emily, having been, you know, I I don't know if they say the term morbidly obese, but you were very overweight, as you described, and you went on a diet that included a lot of fat, animal fat, and you had neurological issues. And we've seen this, and there are certain uh, B vitamins, if you don't address, if you're a vegetarian, things like that. But, uh, you know, a big part of this is, the fear of fat or fat phobia that has damaged us from an endocrine perspective and a neurological brain health perspective significantly. And so, again, you're a living testament, an example of that. That doesn't mean never pay attention to your body's shifting needs. You might have to eat more. You might have to eat less. I mean, and you have, I think, a good connection based on what you've shared with us so far of intuitive guidance. You might call it spirit guidance, God guidance, whatever you perceive it to be to guide you beyond even let's say you're not a trained doctor or official nutritionist, but God's the smartest doctor and nutritionist on the planet or beyond the planet even. And so when we get guidance that Contra indicates what a doctor, an expert on this planet might tell us, you know, the question is, what do we listen to the expert or our own intuition? I think it's a fascinating journey.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I say all the time that Michaela Peterson, uh, you know, Jordan Peterson's daughter She was my four minute mile. And so she did it. She resolved her autoimmune disease and her mental illness with eating the animal meat and the animal fat. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's all I needed was just to know that it was possible. And it was scary standing up to my neurologist. He was, he told me that I was being reckless with my health because I wouldn't inject myself with their medication. That was Mm -hmm. like, $40,000 a year. Um, and he said, I will end up in a wheelchair in uh, 10 years. And uh, it was just like so hard. And I remember I reached out to Michaela and I told her and I'm like, am I being reckless? And she was like, you have no symptoms, Emily. Like you're working out every day. Like you're doing good. I just started CrossFit last week. Mm -hmm. Like I'm 43 years old and I don't make sense. So Obviously it makes sense that the doctors are not going to know how to make the best decisions for me. I know.
0: Yeah. Well, they are the third leading cause of death in America. Uh, So our deference to them is deferential to death in many cases, outside of acute trauma interventions to save your life after you've been hit by a bus or shot, you know, by a gun, bullet, whatever. Um, And that's where they excel. So you, again, you, Kudos to you for what you've done. Now, for those of you who may be the angry vegans out there, uh, just back off and just say, all right, it's worked for Emily, and be happy. Uh, now, I understand there are philosophical perspectives on, on certain diets, and, and that's I'm not trying to say you have to believe what I believe or what Emily believes, but I will acknowledge the freedom to choose based on our experience, our needs, which are metabolically individual and unique and can change over time. And this is something that asks all of us to go beyond our dogma, our belief about a thing or things, in this case, diet. I would say, and I would argue, and and I would be hard-pressed to probably ever relinquish this belief system, I acknowledge my bias, is that I think we need to start with clean. The word clean means a lot of things. One, organic, whether it's certified or not. That means you're not growing these things with pesticides and herbicides and fungicides. You're not adding toxic colorings and flavorings and all of that uh, because ultimately there is no evidence that any of those are deficient in the body of any body, animal or human. Yet vitamins, minerals, trace minerals, essential fats, proteins, these are basic, basic. Uh, uh, whether you call them building blocks or elements for full function of the metabolism of each individual cell and as a community of cells, much less the microbiome and how it interacts with what we put into it. Uh, so I'm asking for reasonable discorded discourse in this regard and to be happy for Emily as I am. And uh, I think it's amazing that you're not only uh, sharing your story here, but I think you have a YouTube channel. We're teasing you. We're not trying to get you banned, I promise, but we do have it linked up in the show notes today at robertscatbell.com. It says Emily Penton inner clarity system. So if you haven't related what the system is, is this something you're trying to teach others to tap into for their health or uh, is it just more of sharing your personal experience here? How, how would you describe what you're doing with your videos?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't believe that it is a sign of health that I can only tolerate two foods. I feel that you should listen to yourself. I don't even think that people should eat the way that I eat. I feel that they should find their inner clarity Thanks. to navigate this. And I use carnivore as a tool and we can get to a baseline. And then you, you eat only animal meat and animal fat for 45 days. And then you reintroduce one new food a week. And then you know that you know that you know, I react to broccoli. I react to um, cheese. I react to, to dairy. I react to butter. Like You know what you react to because you just do a simple elimination diet. You remove it, and then you reintroduce it. And I fully believe that I will get back to eating all the things. I will never go back to eating sugar and processed foods. Right. Um, but I will go back. I, I really believe that, that you know vegetables are here for a reason. Um, all the foods are here for a reason. And I want to be able to partake in it. It's just that my body's really, really sick and it's really, really healing
0: mm-hmm. from
2: all of those things. And fat has been what has healed me.
0: It's quite, Uh quite amazing, Emily, what you say, too, because I think about back to my journey when I first started, when I was 24, raised on the standard American diet, all of which you described beautifully, horribly, I mean, but you know what I mean, accurately. And I went vegetarian initially. I cut out all meat, animal proteins. Now, my perspective on that is perhaps a little different, but it worked for me for a while that my body was so weak that I, I wasn't able to digest the complex animal proteins as well as I can today and with good benefit for me. And so in my point about learning the transitions, going through these things, I've had to experience a wide variety of diets. So partly I think it's part of my journey to be able to talk about these things with people and give perhaps perspective. But ultimately where you're going is where my friend Ann Archer Butcher went with her book, Inner Guidance, kind of like your inner clarity. Wow. And a whole book dedicated to being guided by an internal relationship with the Holy Spirit, Divine Spirit, whatever you call her or God, and that has guided her through numerous adventures, but to safety when danger or or demise was inevitable. And in the midst of listening to that inner guidance or, as you call it, inner clarity, she was guided through just amazing journeys. And just like yours is amazing, each of us have that capacity, I believe, to listen and then act on what we hear or not, that's the freedom we've been given, and that's the point of uh, you're, uh, you know, on the freedom side of this equation. You're not telling people that your diet is right for everybody. This is your journey. You're sharing it. It might be a benefit if somebody hadn't considered it and thought, well, I have those symptoms. I wonder if that would work for me too. And some doctors, are heads exploding as they did to say, oh, how dare you not inject yourself with, uh, you know, bankrupting medicines that have no basis for being injected into a body. So, again, uh, your, your journey is quite profound and amazing. I'm really glad to connect with you here.
2: Thank you. And um, I think that right now we're chocked full of information and information is paralyzing mm-hmm. if it's not applicable. Um, and so that's what I do in the inner clarity system. I don't teach people to listen to me or listen to Dr. So-and-so or this YouTuber or this influencer. I teach them to listen to themselves mm-hmm. because that's where all their answers are. And I teach them how to apply it.
0: Yeah. Other than that, a mandatory listening to the Robert Scott Bell Show required for everybody on the planet. No, just kidding. This is a place for freedom, right? <laughs> but we have a good time here to, to talk about these uh, experiences, to share the journeys. And you know, a big part of my message is to share your story. Your story will impact people, especially if it's uplifting and healing as it is for you and whether people receive that the message from Emily is that I have to eat exactly like her, which is not what you're saying. But the more important message that is universally applicable, I believe is to listen to your inner guidance, to connect with that voice that will not steer you wrong. And if you're not sure what that is, perhaps there are things that can help you get there practicing in that regard. Do you have any tips for that? Listening for your inner clarity? Is that something you've shared with people in your videos?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, the, the very first thing that I found was whenever I reduced the, or actually removed the sugar in the processed foods, I reduced the inflammation in my brain and I was able to think before it was just like, I was walking in this fog and I literally couldn't see anything else except for my problems or my pain in my body. Um, or that I was tired or that I was hungry. I had to, I had to have a, a jar of peanut butter on my nightstand so that if I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning, I could shovel down like three or four spoonfuls just to lay back down. That's not a sign of health. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really have found that through clearing out the noise, then you're able to really meditate Um, And I know that that's a word that so many people don't want to hear because they don't want to be alone with themselves. Mm. They don't want to be quiet with themselves. They're scared. If you keep pushing all that crap under the rug, guess what? You're going to have a bump on the rug, under the rug, and you're going to keep tripping over it. And you do keep tripping over it. You do keep having all of these problems. But as you can sit there and you can center yourself and you can quiet the noise, start with three minutes a day. Just be quiet for Mm -hmm. three minutes a day. And then the next week, do four minutes. And the next week, do five minutes. Start in the morning and at night. And it has made a remarkable difference in my life and the life Mm -hmm. life of my clients.
0: And Emily, you know, the word sometimes meditate, is offensive to certain people I, I get it people have all kinds of views religious beliefs etc and I, i'm taking it with the spirit with which you're delivering it that is wherever you are whatever your religious beliefs or dogmas are the concept of quietly praying contemplating yep. listening to the voice of god whatever it is any number of ways you could describe it so don't be off put by the words that are used we just try to communicate the best way we can I mean, I I have heard people like yoga. Oh my gosh, I can't do yoga. And then we had a, a guest on, I think it was last week or within the last two weeks and said, she does Christ centered yoga, right? Yeah. So implement your belief system into whatever practice and discipline that can open you up to the communication with the divine. And I love that. That's, that's what I try to communicate to folks all of the time. And I've said this about being a healer and whether you're an official doctor healer or, or just a mom who, you know, just gives love to her child and that's healing. Uh, the real purpose of a healer, I believe, is to reconnect people to the source of all healing, which is their divinity. And so it sounds a lot like what you're doing in your own unique way.
2: Absolutely. That's what my family calls it is my prayer time. They're yeah. like, oh, she's in her prayer time.
0: Wonderful absolutely wonderful and one of the things i got to remind all y'all was we talk about cleaning up our act cleaning up our diet cleaning up our environment so that we don't have further damage to the nervous system and the brain like emily had described in ms uh, you know one of the things we t- we opened talking about fluoride and heavy metals well another thing pesticides our friends at orange guard and this is tor my buddy he developed this many years ago and went all the way up through the epa to get it registered as a pesticide but what is it it's delimiting a distillate from the orange peel, from the citrus peel. It's Omri listed for organic agriculture. I use it in my, my garden when needed. If I have aphids in the greenhouse, I can get rid of them. That's simple and safe. And yet in your house, if you have like in the, in the winter now, coming up to colder months, the, the bugs are going to start coming in again, maybe. And if you've got ants or roaches and things you don't want, but you don't want to kill your dog or cat or your kids with toxic poisons, delimiting is amazing orangeguard.com you can get it at your local ace hardware store or whole foods or directly by orangeguard.com and you can send us a picture when you get it we'll add it to the collage and later in the month there it is it's a growing collage of people that have got their orange guard send it a picture with the orange guard to super don and send it to his email ask rsb at gmail.com ask rsb at gmail.com and i'll get you plugged in for some safe pest management imagine that it's possible so, Emily, what else did we? Did I forget to ask you? Because I'm so heavily scripted. I've, I've lost my paper. I don't know where it went. What am I supposed to talk about? How are you doing? Are you, is it still professional? Are you feeling good?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, let's get really professional. And I want to answer this question in the chat because um, okay. I get this all the time. People ask, how do I poop? What? People mean- always ask me, how is it even possible that I poop?
0: Oh, okay. So uh, d- elimination of solid waste in the absence of uh, a lot of vegetables or fiber. That's a concern. Okay. So uh, if you're willing to share it, go ahead.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know the science. I'm sure that there are tons of scientific journal articles out there. You can go find them. You can go follow all the carnivore doctors. They talk about it all the time. All I can tell you about is my experience. And my experience is that I had no problem pooping, okay. um, that I have been eating this way for almost four years now. This next February will be four years that I have eaten only animal meat and animal fat. And I have had no problems with pooping. But okay. that is literally the question I get most often.
0: All right. And that, well, bringing that up, I would just say that if somebody is constipated, on this diet, then that is something to consider. There's something metabolically off. Maybe this doesn't work for you. I mean, I just have to put it out there. That's a great sign in terms of digestive capacity and elimination patterns That to pay attention. So I'm glad that question was asked. I'm glad you're candor in answering it. Also, uh, the raw issue. Oh, yeah. Right. Raw versus cooked or mildly cooked. I mean, what have you what have you transitioned through in terms of your uh, carnivore, uh, let's say, healing diet?
2: Yeah, um, I actually have had hundreds of people ask me how I prep and eat my food um, because I eat everything raw. I've eaten it raw um, ever since I went to the farms. Um, I didn't eat it raw out of the grocery store because uh, you don't really know what you're getting but if you can get your boots on the ground, you can shake the farmer's hand, look him in the eye, you can see the cows, you can see the grass, you know what they're, that they are operating in best practices, I felt very safe to eat the meat raw and the fat raw. That was very important for me because I couldn't digest as much fat as I needed cooked. It was greasy and it like set in my stomach and it made me nauseous. Um but I found that I can eat up to ten ounces of beef fat as long as it is raw, and I prefer it frozen. Um, and uh, I so I made a video about it because people kept asking me. um but I just know that people will hear half of what I say and go to Walmart or all these yeah. and go eat out raw out of the, the no, please don't store.
0: That, I mean, these are things that have been shipped over thousands of miles, sometimes weeks old that are, yeah, this is not the same as what she's describing having access to the source at a time when, you know, things were simpler, when it wasn't about shipment over days or weeks and distances. And 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 so caveat there, of course, is you got to know the source and uh, connect with it. Even, even with raw milk, for instance, which I believe if you do drink milk, it should be raw because by, Heating it, pasteurizing it, homogenizing it, you're altering the fat in a dangerous way, and even altering the proteins and the way you'll interact with them as you denature them. Uh, So there's a lot of aspects to that that are fascinating. And I know I hear some people gagging in the audience, but, hey, you are four years in. What am I going to say? Unless people believe you're not telling the truth and they believe what they want to believe, but uh, it seems like you're speaking from the heart with a lot of people that are witness to your journey and I'm grateful that you'd be willing to share it for those that hear it and feel like they want to try it. Uh, We're not telling you what to do. Emily is not telling you what to do, but providing, uh, let's say uh, even some practice tips to reconnect with that source of the guidance that will really, uh, well, not steer you wrong, uh, but certainly steer you to the healing that you're after. If you're asking with great sincerity and an open heart and open mind.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, for me, it's, It's been knowing Um, I my body literally told me, man, doesn't it look better whenever that that's a little blue rare of on your steak? And Mm -hmm. then I was I was cutting up something on my steak and it was just my body was just like, how about we just try it raw? Mm -hmm. And I tried it raw and I had a visceral response and my body was like, yes, like that's what we need. Found out later through blood tests and everything else that I have a problem with methylation. Um, And so there's something in my body that doesn't absorb properly. So it makes sense that my body just wanted the quickest, you know, most bioavailable way to get the the fat and the meat. And that was raw. Um, And so that's what worked for me. Um, But it is not necessary at all. It's just what my body was telling me to do.
0: All right. Everybody, the listening to your body tour continues here on the Robert Scott Bell Show with Emily Penton. Emily, thanks for being on board and uh, sharing your story. Are, do you have any upcoming events we should know about? Are you going out and about to lecture, talk or meet people?
2: I have a free Saturday food support group um, every um, every Saturday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Um, you can go to EmilyPenton.com and just go to the Saturday food support group there. Click on the Zoom link and you can join us. And it's literally like an AA meeting, like we talk about how we um, break our addiction to sugar and processed foods.
0: Excellent. All right, Emily, thanks for being on board and stay in touch as the, uh, uh, the journey continues. If there are other shifts and changes, I mean, I'm always fascinated because um, being nimble to the needs that we have that can change over time is also part of listening to the voice of spirit. I believe that's been my experience in my life.
2: Absolutely. It is such a blessing. Thank you so much for letting me be on this professional show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, very professional. That's right, Emily. Thank you so much for being on board. Big hugs. Look forward to meeting you one day in person. I mean, we're going to have a, an event in Missouri next summer with uh, one of our particular uh, super fans. She's super amazing. And I think she's in the chat room watching on Facebook today. So uh, we'll check that out. Uh, let's see. Is she there? I think so. Let me see. Is it? I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, Leslie's there. Yeah, Leslie. So anyway, shout out. We might get to meet you next year, if not before.
2: Awesome. I would love that. Yes. Keep me updated.
0: All right, Emily. Thanks for being on board. Appreciate you. Uh, That's Emily Penton. And again, links are up in the show notes at Robertscabbell.com. And the spirit with which she shared is what we're all about. It's not about you must believe my beliefs is my dogma, but it's about having a living or many living examples as to Uh, her journey specifically or your journey back to health and healing. And there may be commonalities. There may be similarities and there may be quite stark differences in the way we get there. So anything that Emily said does not negate your experience. It might negate your belief about the only way to go because we find out, oh my gosh, how shocking. What did she do? And look at what she's done. We have a belief and a bias that can't work. And then you say, well, look, it's working for her until maybe it doesn't. And then you say, all right, what is what what does my body need now? And that's the point of uh, a very difficult part of life because we tend as humans to be tied to belief systems and dogmas that shall never change. And I get it from the principled standpoint that underlies everything in terms of right and wrong. I'm not saying give up those principles in terms of uh, how you care for one another, how you treat people, that kind of thing. But in terms of our needs, as the body that we inhabit, And there's a wide variety of biochemical uh, uniqueness, strengths, weaknesses. We all have different ones. And then it lends itself to, hey, this kind of diet, this kind of diet, this. And it can change even in one person's body over the lifetime. And it does. And and that's okay. But we tend to like to have something that never changes. It's always the same. Like my reliance on my producer, Super Don. The rock. The steady force. The guiding hand behind the Robert Scatbell show. Oh, stop it.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <clears throat> yes. Angels singing. Oh, yeah. No. yeah,
0: monkeys flying out. No, I won't go say it. No, we're right. not going there. All right. Where <laughs> we are going, where they might do in the comic books, the superhero comic books. I don't know if you've seen this story. The Brownstone Institute is covering it. And this is Laura Dodsworth writing on today's edition of the Brownstone Institute. We have it linked up at robertsgatbell.com in today's show notes. Why is Pfizer attempting comics? Why Pfizer is attempting comics? Now, what does it mean? I thought at first comics was the name of a new drug because it's comics spelled with an X at the end Mm -hmm. instead of CS. But apparently the plot of a new comic that Pfizer has uh, uh, funded to be written and drawn utilizes some of the marvel cinematic universe villains including ultron ultron trying to stop your grandpa from uh getting a covid jab and on this case in this time and frame in that comic i'm on the side of ultron
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i'm a supervillain now right all of us are supervillains because we identify that mrna injection technology is an abomination and, you know, we could get into the science of it and argue the the finer points of why they say it's good or it's bad. And that's fine. That's great to have that debate or discussion. But I'm just telling you from a fundamental, how would I say that? My belief system is that man's arrogance does more to destroy our health than help it. And how arrogant is it to believe that you can synthesize ribonucleic acid, mRNA they talk about, and then inject it into the body to forcefully alter DNA protein synthesis to produce something that has been shown to be damaging and deadly to any organ and every organ system in the body. How how do we argue that even if that is a scientifically sound thing to do, that it's a good thing to do. It's a wise thing to do. Could it be a Jurassic Park scenario? Nature always finds a way. And in this case, uh, those who have chosen or been coerced into taking these jabs Man, the death rate to heart, cardiac events, we'll get to that in the next hour as well, Uh is just astounding. Trying to normalize myocarditis, pericarditis, heart attack strokes in young, healthy people, otherwise healthy people. So, Super D, what is it that struck you about this comic book connection with Pfizer?
1: <laughs> because it's a comic book. I mean, first off, you got Pfizer, apparently Pfizer and Marvel. This is a, like an official uh, relationship between Pfizer and and Marvel. yeah. And in this particular comic that they've put together in collaboration mm-hmm. with each other, mm-hmm. you've got these people, they're all sitting in the vaccine clinic, waiting yeah. to get their COVID-19 vaccine. And then suddenly, you've got the, the Avengers and Ultron, and they're fighting each other, and they're having a battle, and yada, yada. And the people in the clinic are, are scared, but the grandpa is there, and he knows who Iron Man is, and they're all impressed by that. Mm-hmm. And so at the very end here, you get to the end of the uh, the comic, and... <clears throat> yeah. Let me get to it here. There's a few pages here. Oh, oh they here went all in on this. Oh, yeah. They went all in here. And so, you know, the grandpa says... Here, let me let me go full screen so everybody can see here. Oh, it is full screen. All right. So, <clears throat> here you got grandpa, you know. And here's how we can fight back against, you know, the enemies. And if you adapt and you overcome, you fight back. And you take steps to protect yourself and protect your community. And he says, that's what we're doing today. And everybody's like, yay. Yay. And the, and the lady comes out, and she says, well, we're ready for you, and you're up next. And he says, the Avengers are doing their part to help keep us safe. Now it's time for us to do ours. And at the the, the end of the uh, the uh, comic book here, the final page here, you've got everybody. Yay! you got the Avengers up there, and everybody's pointing at the Band-Aid on their, their, uh, yeah. their, their shoulder. And he says, we're doing our part by staying up to date with COVID-19 vaccinations. Wow. Propaganda, much? <laughs> and I'm just
0: looking at this. And I'm like, is this for real? Remember, that it is. These products, investigational experimental products, have no liability. Carry no liability because if Grandpa keels over after the comic book is over, you won't know about it. And if he does, they'll say, "Oh, it was Ultron. It wasn't the shot." <laughs> and so let's go. Let's go. You know, kill the bad guys. So the idea here is to to make us the villains. Of the story. Anybody who would dare, as Ultron did, try to stop you from getting a COVID jab. Now, we're freedom people here. As much as we oppose that jab and the technology behind it on fundamental principle grounds, I believe, if you want it, I'll do my best to persuade you intellectually in other ways to not, but I'm not going to forcefully stop you. I'm not going to use the power of government to force you to get it or or force you to not get it or prohibit you. Even though I think in a rational society and a rational government that was truly looking out for you, they would never allow this in any way on any market, including an emergency use market. So we'll talk more about that in the next hour of the Robert Scabell show. Uh, as you might know, you can use the discount code RSB15 for a lot of different things. We mentioned Synergy Science and Echo Water, but also Nutritional Frontiers, their hemp products, their CBD, all of their products, in fact. And we'll talk more about that next hour as well. Uh, we're going to be joined momentarily by our friends at brightion.tv, Mike Adams and the Health Ranger crew. As uh, we are simulcasting the next hour, I'm going to give you a preview and then we'll take a brief break at that moment. Three, two, one. Here we go. Welcome, everybody. It's the Robert Schiap Bell Show, Monday, second hour edition. And we've had a great discussion on diet, offensive diets for everybody to get them well. There's a dogma about diets. You want to go back to listen to the hour one. Somebody healed herself of what? MS, neurological brain issues, inflammation all over the body by going on an all meat diet, raw, in fact. Yeah, we, we tackle things like that here on the Robert Schiap Bell Show. But this hour, we're going down under, we're going to Australia. We got Elizabeth Hart scheduled for the first time on the Robert Scott Bell Show, and she's got a couple of uh, couple of websites you're going to want to know about, over-vaccination.net. I know you can't say that normally, but here on Brideon.tv, we can, and we will, and we do, and I am. And more than that, we're going to talk about the Florida Surgeon general and acknowledgement of the uptick in cardiac events in young people and deaths in young people. So that's it, but it's a lot. And you want to be with us, robertscottbell.com slash listen for the chat room. People are there right now chatting happily. Let's get it started now. Power to Heal is yours.
1: Robert Scott the Bell, Robert Scott
0: Bell All right, Rocking the Health World here. Two hours a day, six days a week. In fact, if you missed yesterday's Sunday radio broadcast, we do syndicated radio as I have for 23 years now, uh, and our Sunday broadcast is that. It is fascinating the journey we had this weekend. We had a big Your Health Freedom event that I was able to attend, and uh, my buddy Laban Ditchford, the world's best courage coach, was on, and Dell Bigtree, full hour radio hour with Dell Bigtree talking about the V-Safe uh, revelations through, uh, the, um, Freedom of Information Act requests, lawsuits, et cetera, against the government to reveal that which they should have revealed in a transparent government that it rarely exists anywhere. And so, uh, you'll, you'll definitely want to pick that interview up and, and share it with people because we really went deep on that. And Dell was great as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of your support. Also, for those of you who want to, you can support us through Patreon. Uh, We have our monthly AMA meetings via Zoom. We get to see one another and a lot of other bonus materials available to you as patron supporters of the Robert Bell Show at robertscabbell.com. And you can simply uh, get our newsletter by signing up at the website or just texting my initials, RSB, text RSB to this number, 22828. Go ahead, pick up your phone if you're not already on it. Type in 22828 and then text my initials RSB. It'll prompt you to enter your email address and you'll be plugged into the a most amazing newsletter that SuperDon Don Colates brings up. And some interesting poll questions of the day, in fact. I don't know if there's a uh, I haven't even seen it yet today. Super D. There probably is a poll question of the day. Yep, here it is. This is related to the Ukraine war uh, and uh, Russia. How likely is it that we may see nuclear weapons used in the Ukraine war? This is an opinion piece, perspective, very likely, somewhat likely, not very likely, not sure. And we'll get to that by the end of the show today or on the bonus round. Because after we're over, we're not really over. And y'all join us at com slash listen, where a lot of people are in the chat room as well. Uh, this hour, we're scheduled to have uh, Elizabeth Hart from down under from Australia talking about uh, a couple of websites I want you to know about. But I'm looking at her uh connection link level and it's like borderline it's like on the red zone so we'll try to bring her up if it doesn't improve we'll have a plan b to go to a a lot of other discussion topics Uh, but we want to really bring spotlight good people from around the world standing up for health freedom and healing liberty At, at great you know fraught with danger and peril to themselves i mean they don't they don't end up uh let's say super wealthy or wealthy at all necessarily in fact a lot of people have lost their jobs and have lost their freedom simply for speaking out against MRNA technology or the specific manifestation of that as COVID jabs. And we want to highlight and spotlight those good voices out there in the world uh, because they're bringing it. And uh, another guy who's bringing it, who's getting a lot of criticism, a lot of flack is the surgeon general of Florida. And this guy, I mean, he, you want to talk about an outlier in the medical community. He's actually willing to speak out about, the truthful scientific and clinical observations that are being made about those who have gotten COVID jabs or carrot stick injections. I don't know how to say it without getting banned. Uh, forget it. I'm not even worried about it. We're just going to keep going. So many of you are finding us now on rumble as a, I think is not that right. Super on rumble. They're using a, uh, are, we're getting to stream out through rumble. That is
1: correct. Yep. We're yeah. live on rumble
0: because we're banned on YouTube. We're uh We're banned on Spotify. We've occasionally been banned on other things, and sometimes we come back to life, and we keep on going. We're like the old uh, Timex watches, keep on ticking. So Florida Surgeon General says there's an uptick in cardiac deaths in young males tied to the COVID jab. And it Twitter, think about that. We've been banned on Twitter, and then we're back on Twitter. I don't know what's going to happen if Elon Musk owns it again. But Twitter blocked and then unblocked Florida Surgeon General Dr. Joseph Ladapoe And uh, I don't know if they say Ladapo or Ladapo. I think Ladapo sounds better. But regarding a study indicating that COVID-19 mRNA injections have caused increased death among young men ages 18 to 39. Now, if there is what we call plausible deniability about uh, the claim that COVID jabs are are increasing the the risk or or manifestation of these uh, cardiac events, some might argue, well, it's COVID itself. It's exposure to COVID, whatever you perceive or believe COVID to be. Even if you recover, it makes you more likely to have these cardiac events. And I've heard that from medical people. I'm not here to dismiss it outright, but it's very much a state of denial to completely blanket statement that the COVID jabs have nothing whatsoever to do with these cardiac events. You can't say it because even in the clinical trials that are ongoing, they acknowledged it through Freedom of Information Act requests that there were adverse events associated with myocarditis, pericarditis, or other cardiac related uh, injuries and, and deaths that result from it. Now, in this particular analysis that the Surgeon General of Florida is referencing, he says this analysis found that there is an 84% increase in the relative incidence of cardiac related death among 18 to 39 year olds within 28 days following mRNA vaccination. So once again, the claim that, oh, it's just because they had COVID and yet it's happening within 20 days following the mRNA injections. I mean, it, it strains credulity a little bit to make the claim. Yeah, I mean, it's, is it possible? But to deny this relationship, it's kind of really destroying any causal link to reality, I think. And so this was the press release from the Florida Department of Health. And that says, with a high level of global immunity to COVID-19, Florida's Department of Health continued, the benefit of vaccination is likely outweighed by this abnormally high risk of cardiac related death among men in this age group. Non-mRNA vaccines were not found to have these increased risks. Now, I might take issue with that, but for the sake of this particular article, I want to acknowledge it's pretty profound that a surgeon general of any state, is actually going on record. And of course, he's getting a lot of flack from the medical community that doesn't want any link being allowed to be communicated. And that's why Twitter banned him and initially did and then had to reverse. It's like, well, what is he referencing? Peer-reviewed study. You can argue about the study all you want, but to ban the communication, the mention of it by a surgeon general or anybody, I think mean, we should all be able to have this discussion. Uh, let's see, uh, lapado's ladapo Lopato, yeah, Lopido, original post was on Friday, Twitter responded by deleting it, and then Twitter appended its reason for the censorship. They said our current misleading information policies cover synthetic and manipulated media, COVID-19, and civic integrity. We, If we determine a tweet contains misleading or disputed information per our policies that could lead to harm, we may add a label to the content to provide context and additional information, and then they unblocked it. But the irony here is, of course, all of the information that they want to claim is information not misinformation or disinformation or malinformation about the promoting of the covid jabs is absolutely resulting in harm. Yeah there's no way to deny it. Go to the Vsafe data that I had the discussion with Dell Bigtree on yesterday's broadcast. And you'll see straining credulity is is it's beyond strain, it's broken at that point. If you deny there's no possible link between Well, what is causing all this increased cardiac event? Oh, we don't know, but we know it's not that. Same thing about, they said about various, uh, uh, you know, autism, for instance. We don't know what causes it, but we know it's not the vaccines, right? We hear that all of the time. Well, how do you know it's not that if you don't know what does it? We just know it's not that. Why? Because we've been programmed to believe it. And so, you know, that's why people from around the world, like uh, Elizabeth Hart, have put themselves in harm's way by Communicating what what I think is very important to communicate. One of the websites, and we again, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and bring her up in just a moment. I'm just gonna warn everybody that we this is live from Australia. We might not have a good connection, and if so, we'll have to reschedule her. But we'll try and bring her on in a moment. But I want to tell you at least her two websites so you know and you can go there or you can see the links in the newsletter or at, directly at robertscottbell.com. First website: vaccinationispolitical.net vaccination is political.net it's a, it's a the story about vaccination and medical tyranny and that's linked and then we also have linked to the other site called over hyphen over vaccinationnet and and uh, you know, I believe that one shot is, is is overdoing it, but that's me. I have a bias. I have a perspective as a homeopath that I don't believe those are viable means of true prevention of disease. I believe they cause disease. They contribute to disease and that there are other ways to prevent it that have nothing to do with injections of artificial synthetics, much less mRNA. And I'll go back to the antigen antibody uh, perspective of previous incarnations, if you will, of what they call vaccines. And I, And I'm personally opposed to that. Now, for you, you may have a different viewpoint or belief, and that's okay. We believe in freedom here. And I will engage intellectually and other ways to share with you my perspective, but I'm not going to use the force and violence of government to force you or stop you. I think it's your choice. That's the freedom that we must, I believe, align ourselves with. Even in disagreement, freedom is better. In fact, freedom is the answer to what ails us, always, in my opinion. Now, with that, wish me luck. Send a prayer or two. We may not be able to make this through. I'm looking at the connection link strength. But we're going to try and bring Elizabeth Hart on to talk about these two websites. Otherwise, I'll do my best to share and continue on with what we cover. So, Superdome, let's try it. Elizabeth, are you there? I'm getting no audio from Elizabeth. I see a beautiful picture. Elizabeth, you look great. The lighting is good, and I think it's super early morning for those of you watching the show uh, in Australia. But I'm getting zero audio from you. And that's something we couldn't, for whatever reason. It was probably four in the morning when you would have tested, and you needed your sleep. So I understand that, uh, but I'm not getting any audio. I'm not sure what to do, Super. So we'll
1: try and troubleshoot really quick here and see if we can okay. fix this, fix this real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. And so people will get a little behind behind baseball here, mm-hmm. or ins no not behind inside. behind the inside. scenes or inside baseball. I got right. mix it mixed up. Okay, <laughs> so uh, at the bottom of your screen there, Elizabeth, there's a little uh, icon looks like a little gear, and if you click on that. That's going to give you access to your settings for your audio. Nope. She, she Turn the camera around. She must be on the yeah. phone.
0: Oh, it could be. Yeah. See if there's an audio gear that
1: uh, gives you permission to use the audio, so we can your hear your audio you inputs well. is what you're going to want to uh, to change if you can figure that out. If you're on a phone, it's a little more complicated. Yeah. I'm, I'm not hearing
0: anything or seeing anything. No. All right, well why don't you message her behind the scenes uh, while this is going on if there's any possibility for it to work. We'll try. If not, again this is uh So your internet just Oh I heard something, Elizabeth, is that you? you
3: now?
0: Yes, I can hear you, Elizabeth. I can't okay. see you, but I can hear you. I see the back of a couch.
3: Oh now I'm going to, go back to the video. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna see me on the video.
0: All right. Well I'm I'm less concerned about watching you as I am to hear your voice and your words. So uh, okay. if, even if we have the back of your couch showing, I'm not going to complain too much because we can hear your story that I'm not <laughs> able to relate. Yeah. Okay. So you. heard? On, well, we lo- go ahead, Elizabeth, go ahead tell me your backstory, how you came to the conclusion that you did and also why you put up these websites. Vaccination is and over-vaccination.net. Uh,
3: well, I, started investigating pet vaccination back in 2008 um well after after a vaccination and uh, that's what started me off down this rabbit hole i can hardly believe it um and i found out that dogs were being grossly over vaccinated with live vaccines and after this reaction and this set me off on a path of challenging what was going on um doing this i challenged the australian veterinary Association, I, I challenged the regulator the Austin Vet, veterinary medicines authority and we we were successful in getting uh, vets which were, were, should be uh, um, you know letting people know they can have reduced vaccination but by doing, doing vaccination um because uh, the pet the, the vaccines they were giving to to dog uh were similar to the MMR for children, the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine. I wondered why they were giving children two doses of this when one dose should be enough to immunise if, if these things work. So I started looking at that uh, and challenging that. But to sort of cut a long, long story short, this, this has led me now to, to the COVID vaccines. Uh, they're not really vaccines. Um, and really we're looking at a disease that isn't a problem for them, shouldn't be happening they knew from the beginning that this wasn't affecting most people that it was elderly they should have focused on these people how have we ended up with this situation of a higher world population against a disease mm-hmm. which isn't a problem for most people this is what we
0: In the meantime, Elizabeth, of course, you're in Australia and they've locked down uh, over the course of that time frame, uh, much more like uh, an East German totalitarian dictatorship back in the day when the Soviet Union had occupied much of Eastern Europe than uh, Western style democracy that uh, defended the freedom of its people, if you will. And so we are dealing with uh, some strange, I would say, anomalies, dichotomies, uh, very you know it's hard to watch what, what has happened down there in fact my friend laban and his wife escaped from australia so that they didn't have to live in that tyranny anymore and that's something we're going to continue elizabeth we're going to we're going to need to rebook you for another interview because the connection the audio dropouts are so severe that people are losing the words and i don't want them to lose your words because you as we learned at least briefly initially that you've been at this for a few years in before the COVID uh, issue and the COVID jabs came out. So you have a principled view perspective uh, that helped you to see through this. And I just uh, pray for, for you and all the people of Australia that you can come out of this tyranny that it may never happen again. I don't know what's going to happen moving forward, but you brought up the whole world, the vulnerability of the people of planet earth because of our fear of germs that we have been willing to give up our bodily autonomy. And our bodies are turned over to the state, which is owned and controlled very often by the pharmaceutical industry that manufactures a product, experimental as it is, that carries with it no liability should it injure or kill. And that was, of course, the case for, um, well, vaccines even before that, especially in America, those that got approved by the ACIP committee at CDC for inclusion in the childhood vaccination schedule. And in those cases, suddenly now there was no liability for the manufacturers of those products, should they injure or kill, because you couldn't sue them. You had to sue the government in a special fund that was added, a tax that was added to each antigen uh, of the vaccine that would fund a no-fault type of uh, a payout, which is difficult. It's not working the way it intended to work, of course, and we've covered that many times over the years, including the feature film that uh, Andy Wakefield put out called 1986, the act. So again, Elizabeth Hart, I'm so sorry about the technological uh, challenges we had today in terms of our connection. Uh, But uh, we'll, we'll try and reconnect unless Super Don says we'll try again. I just want to be flexible because the opportunity to share this around the world through our connection to bridey TV is also very important and uh, kind of, Kind of bums me out when this happens, but again, we're not in control of that. It right happens, away. you know. I
1: mean, this is this is the uh, you know the <laughs> mm-hmm. the the way live broadcasts work. You know, we, we typically you know we want to try and, and test, and most of the time we do ahead of time so we can work out the bugs and all that kind of stuff like that. But in this particular case, she's in Australia, so during yeah. the time that we normally would have tested, and I didn't know this actually previously beforehand that she was in Australia, but uh, you know it was middle of the, in night. the morning or whatever, so. These things happen. These things happen, hmm. but um, there's no shortage of things that we can talk about. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, plenty. Uh, you know, this is an interesting story out of Medical Express. I think it would be worthwhile bringing up. You can show everybody on screen and maybe add it to the notes if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a Medical Express. They do a lot, of, obviously, medical stories. And this is a survey. It just came out today. This article it says it finds that more than 40% of Americans misled others about having COVID-19 and the use of precautions
1: duh right? (laughs) I think that's a low number it says more than 40% yeah
0: why is it a duh moment for you right and we talk about moments of duh it's like what did you think was going to happen when you threaten people with a loss of their freedom a loss of their job and you're going to say whatever you have to say for the most part to be able to not be limited in your ability to move about the earth cabin I mean is that one of the things you think
1: here, here's the newsflash. Four yeah. out of ten Americans surveyed report that they were often less than truthful mm-hmm. about whether they had COVID-19 and or didn't yeah. comply with many of the disease's preventative measures. I like how they blame the disease. Yeah. The disease's pre- pre- preventative, preventative measures. measures. Yeah. No, the disease didn't make that decision. Mm. Man did. But um, during the height of the pandemic. So yeah listen when we were talking about this back you know the beginning of this circus it's been the last almost three years now uh you know they were trying different things they had different strategies and stuff like that and there was one point where they were like well here's what we're gonna do uh we're not gonna mandate that you have to wear a mask Mm -hmm. uh but we are going to three minutes we are going to uh Encourage you to, to use the honor system hmm. and, and wear a mask if you if you had COVID if you've tested positive or if uh, you're having any symptoms. And I laughed because I was just like nobody's. Well, no, I wouldn't say nobody. Some people did that. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be like, I'm not going to tell anybody I've, I've had COVID 19. I want to breathe. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not going to wear a mask if I don't have to. Right. And so, for them to come out now and just be like, "Oh, well, we did a survey and mm-hmm. we just found out that people are human," right? You know, it's just like, how many people
0: got fake vaccine ID cards or whatever? Oh, uh, yeah, called. yeah.
1: How many people ended up in jail as a result of doing that, or people lost their their license or, or something like right. that if they were providing them for people?
0: Yeah, I mean, it just it was so absurd. I remember the only interaction I had uh, when we were in New Orleans for the uh, IAO, no, it was the IAOMT conference. That's right. And there was a restaurant that we went to that said, you're supposed to show your, your vaccine, whatever, you know, and I was just like, here, hand me your phone. And then I showed him my friend's thing. I'm like. I was just so <laughs> like, how would they, they know? Yeah. And they're like, okay,
1: whatever. whatever. But, yeah, but, The people at the door, mm-hmm. they were supposed to be checking people. They didn't want to be doing what they were doing. No, I mean, they're at the public. And so they'd just be like, whatever, know? just go in. Now, there were a few that, you know, put on their – uh they were more hardcore. There the, yeah. were goose-stepping around, uh, you know, making sure that everybody was showing their papers. But, yeah. uh, you know, eventually the vast majority of people were just like, this is dumb.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I don't yeah. want to do this. You don't want to do this. Whatever. Just, you know, come on in.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: people got tired of it quick. And um, so, you know, this is the reason why, you know, when people uh, ask, you know, do you think they'd ever do that again? I don't think they could pull it off again. Hmm. Not unless, this is the the, the asterisk in the situation, Mm -hmm. not unless they could scare the bejesus out of people. And we were talking just last week about how it looks like they're trying to do that thing with the Ebola, right? Right. You know? Could that's they scare people enough into compliance again with something like Ebola? Yeah.
0: yeah. Bleeding out they the just eyes. Might. That's the thing that Don thinks that's the scary thing. And that would work, but we'll see. Uh, l- let me know when we take our first break for our friends at TV. I don't want to miss that. I try to be honoring of the clock that we're on, on our unique uh, Monday simulcast for our second hour of the Robert Bell show.
1: 30 and, seconds. And
0: okay. Yeah. They got the countdown clock. Thank you for that. Also, you know what I want to talk about D, this hour. Hmm. Did you see this announcement by PayPal that they were going to basically, if we find that you're doing. I
1: did. I almost sent that to you, but you apparently saw that yourself, huh?
0: Yeah. And I want to talk about that too. this hour. You know, they they apparently rescinded it. And our buddy, Michael Bolden from the 10th Amendment Center, has a perspective on that. I think it's very unique. We'll share that as well. So uh, don't go too far. The Robert Scott Bell show continues after this. All right, so our friends at TV often take a break at this moment of the show, and we get to continue chatting with you, for those of you that watch the show, at robertscoutbell.com or on the various social media networks, and now on Rumble as well, live, which is, again, I can't keep up with it all. But thank you for being here wherever you are. Please help us grow by sharing the show because we're only found not through uh, the help of uh, PR agencies necessarily, which we don't have a budget for or, uh, search engines, which were pretty much throttled out of existence by search engines, but by the fact that you are so kind and willing to share the show, whether you get the newsletter and you forward the newsletter or just say, Hey, have you listened to the show? I think you might get a lot out of it. We appreciate you for that. For those of you can and are doing so. We are grateful for you on Patreon. And, and that sort of, you know, leads me where we're going to go. A little bit of the discussion of the PayPal issue that we heard about that they would just randomly take, I say randomly, they would claim it's, uh, well, you're being fined $2,500 for uh, uh, poor use of your judgment and spreading this information. It's like, wow, how do they get the authorization ever think that they could just take your money unless it's not really your money? Ooh, that's an interesting consideration. Isn't the federal reserve system and all their digital uh, manifestations, not yours. Actually, the moment they say it's not yours is not yours. And you believe it is until they go, nope, it's not yours. You're like, whoa, what happened? Don't say we didn't talk about it, didn't warn you. Uh, We have, and we do, and we will. Uh, What else? Uh, Upcoming events? Oh, share the Orange Guard good news story, orangeguard.com. If you haven't gone there for the great delimiting distilled from the orange peel, it is a safe pesticide, doesn't harm your cats or dogs or pigs or kids. Not necessarily in that order, doesn't harm them. And you can utilize it in your kitchen, inside your house, smell like oranges, great. And you can use it in your greenhouse on your organic stuff because it's only listed for organic agriculture. And we get that either at the Ace Hardware locally or Whole Foods, or you can go direct by going to orangeguard.com. Also, Super Don, if you have access to some of the new things that are happening at Nutritional Frontiers, certainly would love to share that with the world as well for this month, each month they have a different focus on discount products. And you always get 15% off with the code RSB15. I saw some materials. kind of a special
1: deal on some Barberino or... Berberine. 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 Yeah. Oh. we can talk about that too. Okay. Hopefully we'll get them back on. But here we go. Three, two, one, go. Hey,
0: welcome back. Those of you on Brighteon.tv, our second hour, or our Monday broadcast is simulcast with you. It's the 10th of October, 10-10-22. And I'm grateful for you being here. We, we do a lot of show beyond this hour together. So I thank you anytime you can visit beyond this hour and hopefully be empowered because uh, my intent, of course, is always to bring that power to heal back where it belongs with each and every one of you. We were uh, just talking about uh, that survey that said, you know, 40, over 40% of people are like, yeah, I'm not telling you the truth about what I'm doing or not. Did I have it or not? It's like, well, why should you? I mean, there's a concept of medical privacy that used to be considered sacrosanct much less like the doctor-patient relationship, all but destroyed, utterly decimated by government intervention in the medical world as well as the ownership and control of that control, which is not government technically. It's technically the pharmaceutical industrial complex uh, and their control of your regulators. Now, are they also controlling PayPal? That's an interesting thing. We have an article here, and I mentioned this. PayPal announced that it was going to start you know, potentially just taking twenty five hundred dollars out of your account if every time you said something they didn't like. Basically, they claim it was misinformation, disinformation. Now, PayPal says the policy to find customers for misinformation was an error, an error. I'm like, dude, that's a really big error with a lot of specificity. <laughs> it's I, I'm you're laughing, and I'm I'm hard pressed <laughs> to believe it was an error. I think
1: well, is- here's the th- listen. Here's the yeah. thing. When I first saw it this morning, it was on some some survival uh, website. One of the mm-hmm. things that I I go and check out um, yeah. when I'm putting the newsletter together in the morning. Yeah, and and it was interesting because the the original thing is somebody had captured it, and I don't know if I can fi- if I can find that mm-hmm. before it was taken down. But yeah, uh, in in the part that was that was captured. Yeah. It, it said on there, uh, this information is uh, has been updated as of uh, November of 2022. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at that and I'm like, well, wait a minute. But right now is October yeah. 2022. So whoever so typed like, this up was like maybe they were planning on releasing it next month. A trial or balloon
0: to go out a month from now. Now, yeah. look, I, do you believe that they would love to be able to do this? absolutely i mean you've seen them you know, ban. They, yeah. they've banned uh people in the cannabis field they're not allowed to use banking system they have That's terminated right. the accounts of those who had uh, the wrong political beliefs they have terminated the accounts of those who actually have said things about the so-called covid jabs so right. super D, this is not a big stretch to say our new policy includes these fines even though however ill-conceived it was or is it, was it a was it something they were considering? Well, somebody, somebody typed it, it up. I mean, yeah. it's not
1: like it typed itself, right? You know, That's it's not like. like somebody. It's not like it was a typo. It was a whole you know section of a document. So, mm-hmm. the official word here from PayPal is is that we are not going to find users for misinformation. Mm-hmm. And an earlier policy update that said customers could have to pay twenty five hundred dollars in damages was sent in error mm-hmm. again. Who typed it up? Yeah. I mean, somebody was doing that for some reason. Was it a joke? Their stock it's not April down. 1st. Yeah,
0: stock was down 6%. That's a big loss, at least. Well, yeah. A buying yeah, opportunity.
1: Absolutely. But- so, you know, let, let, we, we want to put on our, our uh, conspiracy theorist hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right? Uh I, I'm thinking that this was something at least that was being considered. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why would they type it up? Yeah. And then, whoops accidentally sent it out and when everybody went oh crap did you click send Mm -hmm. that was you why why would you do that right Yep. it'd be like that you know those stories where you hear where like somebody uh is sending something and they hit reply all when they don't want to right they suddenly send out you know some terrible thing out was
0: it an accident is it possible it was something they'd like to do they were maybe talking about it and it just leaked was it a an insider that wanted everybody to know so that they would stop it. I mean, there's a lot of theories here that could be, and, and I was just wanting to reference Michael Bolden's uh, tech. uh what do you call that? uh tweet from the 10th amendment center. He said, funny, like almost like you were saying, he says, if I wore a tinfoil hat, I'd say PayPal leaked that new policy on purpose, not even intending to implement that way. People who care about those things would cancel their monthly and annual donations to organizations, hurting mm. the organizations. Uh, PayPal would love to hurt without much effort.
1: Although they did hurt themselves, though, in the yeah, process. Yeah, they did as well. It's
0: true. Right? They
1: did. Yeah. yeah. So would they have anticipated that? I don't know. We're getting into Dr. Evil territory. Yeah. You know, where it's you know it's a, a really, really put-together plan, right? Preparation mm-hmm. H. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think if... Probably what... I, I don't know if I would go as far as to say they did it intentionally. I would say that they somebody effed up mm-hmm. and sent it out. Yeah, and yeah. went, oh, crap. And that maybe it was something they were considering, something that maybe even that they were planning to do that now they probably can't Yeah, because of what happened, which is a good thing. And listen, I'll tell you, just recently, we've experienced this, mm-hmm. uh, PayPal for, for the longest time had a policy where you could send money to people yeah. if they were like friends or family. Yeah, uh, They changed that recently for anybody who has a business account. So now, if you happen to have a business account, it doesn't matter if you have fr- – you, you might as well not have friends or family now mm. because people cannot send you anything on PayPal without them taking a chunk out of it because it's a business account, right? Mm, Which, right. you know, the whole reason of having a business account is because, you know, you're trying to operate a business and it's supposed to be a perk. Yeah. Not a penalty, right? right. So, you know, if Uncle Fred – uh, wants to you know split the bill for the dinner you guys had last night and send you his half of the bill. They're going to take a chunk out of that now because it's a business account and it's a way for them to get more money. Right, obviously,
0: right. so innovation in in payment payment systems. Um, look, it, it's made certain things easier, but at a certain point, if you become dependent upon them and they just start changing the rules on you and eating away at your ability to to care for yourself or others. So yep. yeah, that's another aspect of this. Uh we've got some upcoming events. Can you believe it, Super Don? This weekend, Saturday and Sunday, the 15th and 16th of October, Chicago, Tinley Park Convention Center. The Trinity Health Freedom Expo is happening. Ta-da. Yeah, and it's amazing. I'm telling you, if you can get there, if the last minute thing, join us. Uh, we have uh, so many of our friends reunioning, including Jonathan E. Mord who's with us every Thursday for the Sacred Fire of Liberty, and they're having a special event to help support the exploratory committee for Jonathan to run for the U.S. Senate out of Virginia to beat, defeat Tim Kaine in two years from now. Uh, Jonathan will be there. Look at the, go full screen. So we can see all the the wonderful folks that are going to join us there uh, that are amazing. Our buddy, Paul Baratero, Ty and Charlene Bollinger going to be there. Uh, Hopefully Brian Hooker, Morley Robbins. Uh, Additional folks from Cardio Miracle, John Hewlett will be there as well as David E. Martin. Dr. Martin will be there. And that's uh, something that you'll definitely want to be a part of. Also, do the add-on for the virtual Health Freedom Expo that will happen February of 2023 because you can't, even if you're in person, see everything that happens. And that will give you access to everything and then some. So that will be happening uh, in February as well. Also, um, you know, it's a wonderful time to make great contacts, friendships, and you, you find new family, your tribe, at the Health Freedom Expo each and every time we have it. So look forward to seeing all my friends, Julie Whitman Klein and the crew from Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. And by the way, people are doing wonderful things by going through the Trinity courseworks. There's many courses available to you. And uh, we've featured some great people, whether they have uh, medical backgrounds, nursing backgrounds or lay backgrounds, there's opportunity to go through these courses, come through them and actually hang a shingle and make a living helping others to get well, not by treating disease, not by poisoning people back to health, but by teaching them about body, mind, spirit connections in their health journey. And so kudos to Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. So that's coming up then the week after Saturday, the 22nd. I'll be back in the Pittsburgh area with my friends from Health Hut. They have a couple of stores out there in Chippewa and Beaver, Beaver Falls area. And we have the Health Freedom event there October 22nd, Saturday, with also my friend, Dr. James Lyons Weiler, Dr. Jack and scott shoemaker and others and that's going to be a wonderful saturday event in the pittsburgh metro area and then we're back in salt lake city for the red pill expo yes g edward griffin the author of creature from jekyll island a world without cancer and so much more is bringing the red pill expo to the salt palace convention center the 12th and 13th of november and i hope to see you all there i will be the mc i will be speaking as well and you'll have a lot of folks that will red pill on various subjects. Uh, I'll certainly be talking about the fact that your ailments, illnesses, or whatever you suffer from, not evidence of drug deficiencies. Promise you that. Pretty certain of that. No, I'm 100% certain of that. <laughs> so with that, uh, we have some other stories to cover here on The Robert Schiapel Show, some of which were in the newsletter that you hopefully get every day. And if you don't, text my initials, RSB, to the number 22828. So it's fall, transition season. I've been uh, planting. My wife has been planting. Uh, we've been sprouting some good stuff for the fall growing season. We're not giving up because summer's over. We are growing through as long as we can, in fact, right through the winter with greenhouses. And if you haven't considered, depending on how far along the hemis well, we call that in the northern hemisphere, uh, along the latitude, we'll determine how critical those greenhouses are. If you're in Florida, there are ways to grow without greenhouses, obviously, through the winter. Uh, but in other areas, you might want to figure out how to do that. Whether it be little, little mini things, there's a lot of options. Um, do we still have links to uh, rsbfood.com? Super Don, to learn about growing year round.
1: Uh, it's Martry still Wild yeah. You Cup? can still no. go to rsbfood.com and you'll get okay. to take part in a free webinar by our friend Margie Wildcraft. Okay. On uh, on on how to garden, uh, even if you're uh, old and out of shape like Super Don.
0: Yeah, it's awesome, That's and right. and Superdon's getting better because he's grown food this summer. That's right, and it's been such an amazing thing to witness. He actually enjoys <laughs> it. It's been fun, yeah. And as I said, I harvested—I I don't know—a lot of sweet red peppers, Um and there's still more to for ripen. But there were so many we couldn't eat them all, so we cut them up and, and uh, freeze-dry them, uh, so we have them for later. So we uh, actually, my wife, production.
1: because I, I was—I was getting way more tomatoes than than I could. To figure out what to do with, and uh, so she 's been cutting them up, and you can actually freeze them mm-hmm. and you know use them later and yeah so that's, that's another option yeah that's what we're doing right now, excellent yeah
0: so it's officially fall um, there's a website talking about this uh mineral deficiencies that are most likely at this point in time, six essential nutrients, and I thought we'd go through this and by the way, as I was mowing the lawn, hopefully only a few more times the lawn that I have i don't have uh, the entire grounds covered in growing crops for eating but each year i grow a little bit more and move incrementally in that direction and as i was going to the orchard that i planted there was a pear on the ground on the grass i was like oh my gosh this pear i grew this well i didn't you know i planted it and nourished it but there it was and uh picked it up and just ate it right there. Barely rubbed anything of the dirt off. I was like, I don't care. I'm eating it now. And it was delicious. It was ripe. And it was ready. And oh my gosh, I didn't die because there was bacteria on it from the ground, from my grass. We don't spray it. So I'm not worried about toxic chemicals. But uh, the point is, we have a, we're afraid of often of the wrong things. So here in this article, it says, uh, let's see, what's six essential nutrients? Now, the thing is, the recommend, the, the, re- what do they call RDs, registered dietitians? I'm not impressed with their knowledge because they're often compromised by the same pharmaceutical sources that convince you you have drug deficiency. They're like a
1: broken clock, though.
0: Yeah. Every once in a while, they can go, okay, that's not so bad. Now, one of those things, vitamin D, which is not a simple vitamin. It's a complex, multifactorial, fat soluble hormone, hormone D, often in this reference. And taking it in the right form is essential if you're not getting the vitamin D exposure. Or I call it sun exposure to produce it within. We've also mentioned, and this is not mentioned in the article, of the miraculous formula called Cardio Miracle. One of the things that was discovered about Cardio Miracle is that it can help the body to convert from the stored D into the active form of D in the body for all of the beneficial uses. So, if you do take additional vitamin D, make sure it's a you know food source, a D3, not D2, synthetic, etc., and try to get your sun exposure even in the winter if you're able to. That's the healthiest, best way to do it. But the D activate that's the cardio miracle will help activate it.
1: And they do recommend some good things here. You know, they're recommending here that you can get vitamin D from wild seafood, especially salmon. Mhm. I don't know about you, but I, you could feed me salmon any day of the week. i will be good. I'll be, I'm good. I like salmon. Don't you have a creek out back where the salmon run? You're in Oregon. I do not. I am not a lumberjack either. So You're not. Dude, all these uh, years weird stereotypes about pe- people in Oregon. You'd be surprised, but Yeah. Well, yeah, no, but listen, salmon's good.
0: Yeah, we love salmon. I, I
1: don't mind getting vitamin D from salmon.
0: All right now, so here's the RDs. They go crazy on calcium. I think they, I think they go overboard on calcium. Is it, is it true that some people might have a deficiency in calcium? Oh yeah, I suppose so. But the reality is, as a macro mineral, it is so abundant in so many things that it's very rare to have a true calcium deficiency. Of course, you talk about the the, the reference points to other minerals that are critical in terms of utilization of calcium, magnesium, and such. Uh, but the weak bone argument, I just can't go along with this, the RDs on this. It's more minerals like silicon or silica and copper. And the silica I recommend to use is 100% whole food form that we get from Alta Health Products. Alta is out of Idaho, but we get it through Jonathan at choose dot com. And if you go to choose dot healthy.com and use the discount code RSB5, you can get something that is much more relevant to me- the majority of, uh, let's say skeletal, musculoskeletal uh, deficiencies, silicon, and copper. The copper hydrosol we use, the sovereign copper from our friends at Sovereign Silver, and that is an amazing addition to strengthen connective tissue integrity. So we'll move beyond calcium to zinc. The controversy with zinc over the last couple of years, even though I'm glad that doctors finally acknowledge that that mineral plays a very important role in immune health, much less regenerative health, the overutilization of zinc in the absence of uh copper creates other problems. Regeneration run amok out of control because copper controls the activity of zinc. So if you're doing zinc, which I do a one tablet a day, not a lot, of the mega food zinc that I get from Jonathan at ChooseToBeHealthy.com because it's a true food source. It's not a synthetic. And I find that taking one a day is fine. And I'm also taking my sovereign copper. I take a tablespoon a day, sometimes more when I'm traveling. And we'll have some of those things at, guess where? The Health Freedom Expo this weekend. I'll be pouring shots of silver and copper or others will help me to do that. So it'll be flowing through the weekend with our friend Sherry Neal. Dr. Sherry Neal, well, she's basically a doctor, but yeah, all right. I don't want to throw that on her in a good, good way. She's a great teacher of natural and organic whole food supplementation. And Jonathan from choosetobehealthy.com will also be with us and have a booth with our friends at Cardio Miracle with Synergy Science. So we'll have hydrogen water. We'll have silver hydrosol, copper hydrosol. We'll have all kinds of whole food stuff there. So if you're doing zinc, make sure you're doing the sovereign copper as well. And then we got iron. Again, the overemphasis on iron, which is in great abundance, great abundance. This is where I go RD, The D and RD, registered dietitian, really stands for dumb dietitian because most people get iron toxic because they don't have enough copper. You can't utilize the iron in your body or that you're getting from food in the absence of copper. A lot of the oxygenation issues in the blood, the the hemoglobin, the blood cells, red blood cells, due to a lack of copper, not iron. And 99.9% of anemia diagnoses are wrongfully Determined to be not determined, they just guess at it. They say, "Oh, it must be iron. Get them on iron." But it's copper deficiency. So again, at least two things now that I'm disagreeing with in this article about the broken clock of the
1: registered. Now, diamond. is it? I mean, iron deficiency can be an issue. Correct. It's just truly rare relative to. It's rare compared to what what they make you think. Huh? Yeah, exactly.
0: When they gotcha. say uh, you're anemic, it's iron. No, no, you're anemic. It's it's copper. Uh, mm-hmm. Just. Without,
1: oh man, it's all right. Here's really good another good one. Yeah, I know right. you always like this one vitamin C. Yeah.
0: yeah, so the what do they say about C, skin health, <clears throat> wound healing, fighting inflammation? Why? Because of copper, C and copper work together. Ascorbic acid in the absence of copper again, it is not appropriate. Yet, so many people do it and they just overlook that. So, real C is a whole food form. That uh, very rarely do you find even in a dietary supplement form because C is not just ascorbic acid. I know we've had people on that argue it is. And if you want vitamin C mo therapy, knock yourself out. It's not going to kill you personally.
1: Now, let me like, ask you this because, yeah. listen, so I suppose that if yeah. you were trying to supplement uh-huh. with vitamin C, mm-hmm. you you may end up seeing a problem. Mm-hmm. However, I will, listen, I got to give them at least some props here with this, okay. this RD. Mm hmm. That the the suggestion here is not to pop vitamin C supplements, mm-hmm. but it's to eat vitamin C rich foods. Sure, which I think you're going to have a better result from, even if you're deficient in vitamin C. Yeah, uh, the body's going to treat it differently than if you were popping ascorbic acid, right? Sure, but
0: the mega food uh, promoters and mega food—I don't mean the brand name, but the mega dosing promoters of vitamin C—talking about thousands of milligrams or grams of C. Are are not promoting that concept of eating right. vitamin C rich foods or the, utilizing the Linus
1: food Pauline people,
0: right? And yep. and folks, I can do with micrograms of one hundred percent whole food selenium what it might take grams of C to do, or thousands of milligrams uh, of C to do. So why would I promote that other than recognizing that the physicians that are integrative doing IV therapy with vitamin C, vitamin C therapy are indeed getting certain benefits, but it isn't the same thing as a nutrient. It is more of a drug. GM, most of the C is produced by you know, companies like BASF. They're GMO, corn-derived, or sugar-derived. Uh, so knowing the difference, I think, is important. Uh, B vitamins, B6, B12, uh, processing uh, food to release energy, brain health, cell metabolism. I don't have a lot, really, to say negative about B vitamins are good, and they are important. No, they're, they're also water-soluble, and I just yeah. argue take them in a whole food form. Or, I know some people do the, the shots, but,
1: you know. Or yeah. you brought up a Cardio Miracle before. Yep. And you'll get every vitamin B1 yeah, through B2500 um, mm. with, with the Cardio Miracle. And in fact, yeah. it pretty much Cardio Miracle will cover. If you're deficient in anything and you're taking the Cardio Miracle every day, you're mm-hmm. you're you're getting pretty much everything that you, you need yeah. at that point.
0: Yep, yep. Uh, DJ Katie asked about zinc ascorbate. <laughs> That's not a synth- that's not synthetic at all. No, it's it's an artificial binding of uh, you know what they call amino acid chelates uh, made by man, not by God. So I'm not a fan of that. Although I understand the reason people do, and I'm not saying you'll get zero benefit, but it's kind of like when you look at chromium. That's my classic example. A lot of the chromium supplements are chromium picolinate or chromium polynicotinate, and in these cases, you're dealing with a chromium that's completely wrong because it's bound to waste products that the cell is trying to get rid of. And it's just patented and then sold to you. So whole food forms of chromium. We have a chromium vanadium supplement that is a, a glucose sugar balance formula that we get from ChooseToBeHealthy.com. Use the code RSB 5 to get the discount. And for the discount code of uh, Cardio Miracle, you can get 15% off. I think with, is it RSV or Bell for that? You'll
1: have to remind me.
0: For which one? A Cardio Miracle to get the 15% off. Or just click on the banner at Robert's. Just click on the banner. Yeah, keep it automatic. simple.
1: Click on the banner. You're good.
0: We have a toll-free number if you ever want to leave us a message, 866-939-BELL, 866-939-2355. Hey,
3: hey Robert and Super Don. This is Diana from New York. I just want to make a comment about I enjoyed your talk about the legalized keeping mar- uh, marijuana legal, and I just thought that if you substituted keeping uh, abortion safe and legal, that it would truly be show what a lot of us feel that are pro choice and and also consider it a health freedom. And, you know, not forcing anybody to believe other than what they believe, but allowing others that, to have that choice, women to have that choice in, in their life. Um, okay. Loved you guys. Um, you know, we may not agree politically, but um, I I do enjoy your show. Okay.
0: And uh, I hope you're having a safe and healthy weekend. Oh, Bye. man. That, that call made my
1: day. What did, right her, did she say her name was Anomaly? Is that what it was? I thought it was Diana. Diana, anomaly. oh no, but Diana is an anomaly. Yes
3: I uh, in know.
1: society today. I, you know I just yeah. want to give Diana like 10,000 bonus points yeah. just just for being who she is and, and yeah. I admire the fact that somebody who uh, that, does not agree with, agree with everything that we talk about politically on the show is a fan of the show and listens yeah. to the show yeah. and is able to like take what they want and leave the rest and that, God you bless know, you. I That's wish there awful. were so many more people like that.
0: That is really great. And you know, her question was related to something I, I, I went into last week. We had a story about uh, uh, Biden so the, the pardoning uh, what possession of marijuana, federal charges
1: and encouraging uh, simple state. possession yeah. of marijuana, yeah. uh, according to what he's saying here, he's going to pardon uh, federal. but,
0: but couldn't figure out why uh, they can't fully change the schedule from one. I'm like, dude, it's the treaty, you bonehead. I've been talking about this forever. But okay, let's put that aside. So I was arguing for the freedom to use that plant however you want, and if people don't like it that you use it recreationally, that's their problem. As long as you're not harming anybody else, and and so her point is, hey, what about abortion? Isn't about choice? And good question. You know, we I, I
1: really like the question.
0: We we have been on record saying that uh, Roe versus Wade is it was a crap. Decision. It but should have overturned.
1: But it, and and this is I I think it's an important distinction, and we may not have enough time because I really I really kind of want to kind of discuss this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got about two minutes. Okay, and we'll go um, into bonus round then. Well, yeah, we'll we'll go over if you're if you're watching this on Brighteon and you want to follow the rest of the discussion, find us on Rumble or just come over to robertscottbell.com dot com mm-hmm. and you can you can uh, tune in while we continue the sure. discussion after the break. But quickly, what do you want to say? There's such a there's such a difference, and, and a lot of people don't don't look at it this way. That the ro Roe v Wade from a federal standpoint was wrong. Mm-hmm. Now that does not mean. That anybody, you can have that opinion and also be pro-choice. Sure. It's possible to be both. Yeah. In, in society today, of course, you know, you can't do that. You can't, you yeah. can't be, I, you know, back in the day when people would ask me about abortion, they were like, are you pro-life or pro-choice? My answer is both. Yeah. And, and their heads would explode and their, you know, their brains would melt and come out of their ear. What do, what do you mean? You can't be both. Actually, you can't. Um, from a very libertarian point of view, you can't. Mm-hmm. Although, from another libertarian point of view, Super Don, and this is what I wanted to share with everybody
0: about this. Remember, Roe v. Wade was just federalizing abortion mandates so everybody had to be able to have it, uh, you know, legal, quote-unquote. Now, it took it out of the federal courts or federal government because it wasn't ever a federal issue. It's a state issue. Now, for those that were, uh, you know, pro-choice, so to speak, or pro-abortion, yet against Roe v. Wade, recognized that the states, that's where that was supposed to be decided. And... For those that are pro-choice, you must recognize, and I implore you to understand this, that those who are against abortion based on religious beliefs, spiritual beliefs, that life begins at conception, they believe that abortion is murder. So you have to be compassionate because they're going to do what they can to get rid of abortions because they believe it's murder. Now, you might not. You might have a different belief of when life begins. And so that's a dilemma that may never, ever be decided. Yet the states have the opportunity now to hash that out, and individual states have different, you know, people of the states are different in their belief or viewpoint. So that, this is a definitely
1: bit, not a topic you bring up at Christmas Christmastime. Or, uh, nor you know, at the end of the, families, the show. Are are we, we, yeah, I, we're out of here, but we'll continue okay. this on the other side.
0: Other side of the bonus round, because the power to heal is yours. There's another article we didn't have time to get to either. It's a good one that you found, maybe tomorrow, about socialized medicine tanking Britain's economy. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. Yep.
1: And that one is in the newsletter. So,
0: By the way, when the do newsletter. we have uh, Jamie and Joe from Nutritional Frontiers?
1: Still working on that.
0: Hard to nail them down, because last week we were, was it a travel day or something was going
1: Still on? Still working on that. We'll get them in uh, here sometime this month. And I also just got a message uh, mm-hmm. that apparently Judy Masters would like to get back on the show, too. So Would love to have Judy. She's, yeah. all, she's amazing. So, were we'll her, her ears burning? We mentioned her last week, I think. I don't know. I don't
0: know. It's a good question. Great to get Judy on. Uh, all right. so Abortion. This is, this is a bonus round. <laughs> all right We don't Yay, usually do topics in, in the bonus round. Let me have a seat
1: here. like Right. oh boy he's sitting down all right serious now we're getting now we're getting serious right. now we're getting serious so let me let me tell you just on a side note yep. um but related uh mm-hmm. are you a fan of Bill burr the comedian
0: oh yeah yeah no he's a funny guy very um,
1: he's really funny he's got a new um definitely politically incorrect a new stand i love him and and uh, because of that mm-hmm and he's got a, uh, a stand-up on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And one of the topics that actually he brings up is abortion. And it's funny because he takes the stance of being pro-choice but also pro-life as well. And, you know, basically he's just like, listen, just because I believe that somebody has a choice to make a decision for themselves, I'm like, that does not mean that I'm, I'm, I'm pro-abortion. He says, you know, he's like, he, the analogy he uses is like, you know, somebody goes and they, uh, they get out a pan and they put some cake batter in it and they stick it in the oven. And then somebody comes walking by and throws the open, open the oven and grabs a pan and throws it across the floor. And he's like, What are you doing? You know, what you're doing, you just ruined my cake. And the guy's like, That wasn't a cake. He's like, But it would have been in 50 minutes, it would have been a cake, you know. And so it's very funny. Oh, interesting it's, analogy, bun in the oven, so to speak. Very funny. But, yeah. um, you know, look, the whole Roe v. Wade thing, it, it was wrong for it to be a federal law. It's mm-hmm. something that, that, you know, listen, unless unless you believe that we don't believe in the United States of America, you know, and if you're going to be true to the Constitution in the way that it was intended, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's something that, that was not a federal issue and should never should yeah. have been. So, y- you know, unless you don't give a flip, you know, yeah. about the Constitution— then you have to at least acknowledge the fact that that you know it going to the states is not a bad thing, sure. and it going to the states is not banning abortion. It's not. Mm-hmm. Now the states get to decide. Now that sucks for mm-hmm. somebody if you happen to be in a red state. Well, that if
0: you're pro pro abortion and you're in a red state, that will. And be you're in a, in a
1: red state, yeah. Well, of course. And but I, I want to
0: point out, Super D, that there's hypocrisy on both sides here.
1: Yeah, like, okay. oh,
0: I'm going to step in it now. Here we go. And I'm not the first one to acknowledge this, but let's look at the hypocrisy of the left right now that are pro-abortionists. Freedom, choice, my body, my choice, and they have been the predominant group of individuals of belief systems to say you should not have a choice whether to get a COVID jab or not. You should just have one. Or if not, you're banned from life.
1: And you know what? That is just a a convoluted argument and debate that would go on forever. Um, Mm -hmm. And I get what you're saying um, on one level.
0: Well, and that's the, that's just part of the hypocrisy of the left. Cause here's because here's the
1: thing: right? you 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 were just using the, the the example of that if somebody is religious, mm-hmm. they see abortion as murder, and so yeah. that is a perspective you have to be compassionate to. Mm-hmm. Well. If you have somebody that looks at COVID-19 as something that's dangerous that people can spread through contact or being around each other, then their belief that the vaccine, even though it's misguided, is going to prevent that from happening. And if you don't get the vaccine, then you could be essentially murdering somebody by not doing what it is that needs to be done to protect. You have to have compassion for those people as well, even though they're wrong and you don't agree with them.
0: Well, isn't that a fascinating analogy you just put out there? That the people on the left are often using the same people as the uh, same argument as the people on the right in a different way, and this it's is all an about uncom- perspective, right? It's an uncomfortable discussion to have. Now I want to do the hypocrisy on the right for those that are anti-abortion and pro-life because they believe life begins at conception. They say we want to preserve life. Many of those people are all for bombing people around the world without a declaration <laughs> of war that includes the, the murdering Most,
1: mostly brown people. people.
0: Yeah, uh, killing people and preg- people who are pregnant, killing their babies in the yep. womb and yep. children who have already been born. Yep. Now I'm not it's talking true. about uh, just to make a distinction here because there is a, you know, a legitimacy in terms of a constitutional way to declare a war, you know, the house of representatives, the people's house where they have, there's an actual declaration where you have a clear and present danger that is happening. And, you know, that it's 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 prescribed by the Constitution. I'm talking about the authorization to use force, the ongoing, you know, Patriot Act, as it applies, not just internally, but externally, how we're in a permanent state of war based on emergencies that never end. And there are, you know, and again, there have been Democrat and Republican, far left, far right, centrist, everybody in between that engage in murderous behavior without an actual declaration of war that ends up killing, yes, babies. And pregnant Mm -hmm. women, too. So I'm just bringing that up. I know it's uncomfortable to do so, but it's an important distinction. That's why, you know, nobody's pure as the driven snow here, even though I am (laughs) sympathetic. And obviously, we've been talking about this for the preservation of life and to kind of, hey, you know, it would be nice if they weren't terminating babies' lives even before they're born. And, you know, and heartbeat, and and DJ Katie points out that that baked bun in the oven. Of course, it's done for comedic effect. It's not accurate necessarily. Sure, Bill no, hundred percent, it yeah. So it's not. It was. It was
1: but it was funny. I it mean, I understood a, what he you know, was saying. Yeah, and it was. Yeah. It was a good point that he was making. Yeah, you know what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because look, no, I don't. I don't think abortion is 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 a great idea. I don't. Um, and I think it's it's silly for people to do the whole well. It's not a baby until it pops out. You know. So it's like, come on. You know how how just stupid is that. You know, we have technology. It's not like we don't know what it is. You know, <laughs> when it's in the womb, it's moving, it has arms and legs and fingers and a hit beating heart and stuff. Yeah. You know, just to say, well, it's not truly alive when unless it comes out. To you know, it's like okay. it's just, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, and what you know, one- the bottom line is: is do you want government? To be the one to decide whether you can do that or not. Where do Mm -hmm. the consequences really lie in a situation like that? Yeah, Um, and and, you know, again, the the reason why abortion, among a handful of other topics, is something you just don't ever want to talk about unless you want to get into a heated argument or Mm. you know, possibly you know, ruin relationships and things and stuff, uh, is because like it's like you said. It, it, it depending on where that person is mentally uh, spiritually or uh, whatever like that their perception of what that is is going to be different and there's nothing you can do in most cases to convince the other side that you're right and they're wrong
0: yeah well and oftentimes it would take a religious conversion for people and not everybody's to religious life. you know that's a thing yeah, sure you know
1: and it's like you know in this country one of the things that that uh, mm-hmm. you know that, that we are, are proud of is the fact yeah. that, you know, we give people freedom of religion mm-hmm. or, or not to have religion. Some,
0: there are fascinating comments I'm seeing in the various chat rooms here. One from Steve in, uh on Facebook. When does soul enter the baby's body at the time of conception or when being born or six months later? I mean, these are fundamental philosophical and maybe religious belief system discussion points. If I don't know that modern medicine can determine when that is because it's a very, you know, reductionist, you know, biochemistry. And we're talking about the the spirit or soul entering, you know, in, in the Jewish, Jewish faith, I remembered a lot talking about the Jewish, the Jewish Jewish, faith, Jewish faith, uh, talking about, um, am I lifting now, Uh, (laughs) uh, that when the breath enters or the capacity for breath, when the lungs are fully developed, I mean, that's again, another interpretation. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. I'm just here sharing with you that people have perspectives on it that, we're probably never all going to agree on. And so it's going to be a dilemma, but unfortunately it's often used as a wedge to divide us on issues that are maybe if, if, as important, sometimes more important immediately in the preservation of life that's already here too as yep. well, um, the growth of government and how it violates our fundamental right to life, liberty, and property at any age, or the overt attempts at depopulation of those who are already here, much less to prevent others from coming because of the impact of COVID jabs and other things on our reproductive capacity of the next generations. So there's a lot
1: to unpack and consider here. It's tough. It's tough. You know, and the thing is, 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 um, you know, where do you draw the line Mm -hmm. on that situation? Because, you know, um, if you take a hard line stance on the whole thing and you say, well, listen, if it's abortion is murder, and if you allow somebody to get an abortion, then you are allowing them to commit murder. Mm-hmm. You know how long if you keep going down that slippery slope? How long until you get into a Spanish Inquisition type of of society? You know where you know the you know well if you don't convert, you die. You know, yeah. I mean, that's uh, always the
0: risk of what we call fundamentalism. And at what do you-
1: point yeah. do you allow? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, do you, do you um, draw a, a line of distinction between somebody taking a gun, walking up with somebody on the street and shooting them in the head, and somebody who goes to an abortion clinic gets an abortion? Is it the same thing?
0: Well, if you, again, believe that life begins at conception, you would argue that it is it's a it's murder so that's where again you're not going to find agreement that people that disagree with that as a fundamental presumption if you will uh, dj katie says uh, what if your state government said you could murder people would we condone that and no i mean anybody that believes abortion is murder would not condone an abortion ever in fact you know this is it's like what about in rape and incest same scenario like is it a life or is it not a life
1: there are some people that say you know what in those particular cases mm-hmm we can we can see that as being acceptable there are other people are just like no it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. um you know life is a life raping says doesn't matter you know it's it's you can't do it it's a tough one it's a tough one you know i personally believe that the 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 woman has a choice to make that decision and if there are consequences that are associated with that decision then she is at some point yeah and that's on her
0: yeah, but also recognize too, and for all of uh, the the so-called left side of the political spectrum among the African American or Black community that are so enthusiastically in favor of abortions, uh, Margaret Sanger was a eugenicist and a an uh, you know, absolute racist that wanted to see a reduction of the population of Black people. I mean, it was a very specific target. Let's make sure those Black babies aren't born. So I wonder why more people, uh, you know, with uh, more pigment for per se in a sense, culturally, uh, might not say, hey, you know what? We really need to, more black babies are killed than any other, in a sense. So um, that's another aspect of the controversy, too. But it's been uh, made, of course, political, so people don't look at that other issue deeper, I don't think. All right, let's see. Super Don, that was a day after pill now.
1: Oh yeah, the after the well, uh, what it's what's it called? The, RU
0: four eighty six is what I remember it from. Your ah, video. that's right. I forgot the abortion about that. pill. Uh, it was
1: the uh, yeah the morning after. That's it. The morning yeah. after pill is what they call it, and that's true. But you know, if you know anybody that's ever gotten yeah. pregnant, didn't know until they were you know like weeks or months into their pregnancy, it happens. You know, so if you happen to just be one of those people that can take the morning after pill, great. If you're one of those many, 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 many people that don't even realize that it happened. And, you know then then you start getting into a conversation of be, being responsible or using protection sure. or abstinence yeah. or whatever again we could we could end up <laughs> hashing over this for hours
0: here's a comment of the day I wonder if soul ever entered fauci's body
1: yes, <laughs> yes good point right I think you I, I think you did just like everybody else but um it's a good one
0: so thank you all for indulging us in this discussion, which is like never solved. Although I again, trying to put perspective on where people might be coming from and why right. those differences may never be bridged. But uh, I believe in the grand experiment of America and the freedom that certain things happen at the state level, not the federal level. And then you got to you got to do your battle there and try to make your voice heard and hopefully what you want to have happen. But remember, um, you don't have total control over the belief systems of others or what manifests there and you do your best. And you want to be able to say at the end of the life that others acknowledge you did your best to, to live as you believed and to encourage others to do so without coercion, deception, force, or fraud, et cetera. Uh, and that, I think, is the libertarian ideal. And I was mentioning, you mentioned the libertarian ideal, freedom, body, et cetera. But the libertarian ideal also believes in the sanctity of life and the defense of life. Right. That you you shouldn't kill people or break things. And, again, now you go to the perception of, well, when does life begin? And then never everybody's going to agree on that. So yep yeah
1: but i appreciate the uh i appreciate the call from Mm -hmm. from diana that was that that's a good anything that's going to generate um -hmm. critical thinking yeah and you know uh exercising that muscle (laughs) right you know of, of your own beliefs and your own things and challenging them and stuff like that that's 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 what life should be all about yeah you know it's growth
0: uh, our buddy Shane has a question about his girlfriend with urinary tract infection may have uh, r- rise up to uh, kidneys. Um, berberis, interestingly enough, berberis is a homeopathic remedy. Cantharis is a homeopathic remedy. Now, is that
1: a, is that is that the same thing as berberine?
0: It's a it's associated, but in a homeopathic form. Okay. A, yeah. Well, do you have that image to show? I do. Actually. Yeah. Go ahead. Here yep. it is interesting formula: berberine plus tincture, available in two and four ounce sizes. Buy three, get one free. Uh-huh, and that's uh, from nutritional Berberus Frontiers. vulgaris. Yeah, berberus is a, a common kidney remedy, homeopathic kidney remedy. So it may have some uh, benefit as a, a tincture as well. And uh, that's something to consider. The barberry bark, uh, berberine. Now, you, now you get to sing it: bur, 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 berberine. Ber, 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 right? That's is right. That where you're going. Buy three, get one free. Uh, use the RSB15 code. They've always told us you can double dip on those deals. Yep. So, so the special here is that.
1: buy three, get one free now.
0: Yeah. And if I were, you know, in a situation like that, I would find a nurse or a doctor who knows how to catheterize directly in the bladder of the silver. Uh, but homeopathic remedies for the kidney is very important and uh, flooding that body. But yeah, there are points where you have to determine how severe is it? Is it intractable? And I can't reach it. It's too late. Well, you need to resort to antibiotic chemotherapy, unfortunately, and then deal with the consequences and recover from there. Um whether it be a prayer session that gets to that, or a diff- discomfort session that gets to that, drinking a lot of hydrogen water, of course, cranberry, d et etc. Dandelion again, excellent. Anything to help the liver. Lots of selenium. I'd be loading up on the whole food selenium. The innate response that we get from Jonathan at cheese dot com, and yeah, TJ Katie uses uh, cranberry with the silver, uh, which is great. Aloe as well, if you want, and uh, if need be, direct infusion if you can get it. Oregano again is another thing. Oregano. I'm looking at apple cider vinegar. Lots of options. Hopefully, um, and local application. Even if you don't do a catheterization, spraying or dropping the silver right at the opening of the urethra can help too. We did a lot today on the show. I'm sorry it didn't fully fully work out with Elizabeth Hart, but it's difficult when they're in Australia to make it that is. work. It really it
1: is. is. A we just didn't we didn't have the opportunity to test things out prior yeah. to, but. We'll see if we can get her back on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Let's take a look at what we got going on. Oh, you know what? Let's what? See. what is, it? is it today or tomorrow? I can't remember. Let me see. T- uh, tomorrow is when you're recording with...
0: Jonathan? e
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: And, and we have for Thursday's show, there was an interview I did with a nurse at the U.S. Health Freedom Congress that has not aired yet. And that's going to air in the second hour along with a new interview that I conducted over the weekend with my good friend, Dr. Er, Neil Schultz. He's a naturopath and a homeopath. And we'll talk about magnetism. Interesting. Did you see some of that video? I did not. Yeah, yeah. You'll look at that and go, ooh, that was Interesting. Uh, so that's coming up for Thursday's broadcast. The in, The plan is the entire Thursday show will be a new show you have never seen before, even though I'll be traveling that day to the Health Freedom Expo in Chicago. So don't miss a show this week. Every show is going to be new. That's our plan at this moment. We're sticking to it. All
1: right. Yeah. All right. So we've got tomorrow, we've got Curtis Bay in hour one. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, Robert and Jamie Ag. Mm-hmm. In hour two, yeah. You know who they are, don't you? I do. I. You were saying something to me about the A- A- G.
0: i was saying how to pronounce it. The A G. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Then on Wednesday we've got Tessa, Tessa Lane, Lena Lena. Yeah. Um, in hour one and maybe Ty Bollinger in hour two. We'll see. Yeah. And then uh, Thursday we'll we'll have the um, Jonathan in hour one and the uh, interviews you were talking about in hour two. And then the, the, uh, Health Freedom Expo. So we'll be live from the Health Freedom Expo on Friday. Correct.
0: Yeah. I've done broadcasts cool. from that there before. It's like when I'm back on the couch again, relaxing, right? Awesome. And then hopefully we'll be conducting interviews just, uh, randomly through the weekend, put together a Sunday broadcast out of the Health Freedom Expo, which would be fun. But it was really great. The one we did from the Your Health Freedom Conference this past weekend, somebody just came home to Super Don's house, as you heard. As Something, the either garage.
1: that or it's a cat in the backyard.
0: Yeah. But the, uh, Uh let's see. Yeah, having Laban Ditchburn on for the first hour on Sunday and then Dell Bigtree for the second. If you miss Sunday's broadcast, it was terrific. I think you'll enjoy it.
1: All right. Well that's all I got for today. All right, wrap it up. Buttercup.
0: Mm, Off the air. Mickey friendly music coming. God willing we'll see you less than twenty two hours from now. Thanks for sharing the show. And uh Good show, Super D. Thank you, my
1: brother. All right. See you guys tomorrow.